You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, please support the show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Still the best place to make your impact felt outside of supporting our uh, corporate sponsors. Uh, subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show for as little as $5 a month. You can let us know you still love us. And if you love this show, you can download it in podcast format, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. That's right. You go to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. And you're going to be able to download the show in podcast format. And uh, it's available for all different types of podcasts. So check that out today. All right. Good morning. Happy Friday, December 1st, 2023. The sprint to Christmas begins. And the end of the year. Fuck yeah. Almost 2024. Let's go. Super excited. Get to wear my new Dilly Meme Team hoodie. It's beautiful. Actually, it's very, I gotta say, this motherfucker's thick and heavy. This shit's warm. Not all hoodies are like this. This motherfucker is warm as mother... It is. I'm like, holy shit. I'm kind of cooking, low-key. Not in a bad way. It's just, I'm impressed. I'm like, shit. I have a hoodie that's very... It's American as hell. Super soft, super thick, and super sexy. Look at that. Go ahead. Look at it. Just fucking bask in it. Ah. Ah. Isn't it beautiful? (laughs) They are. They're fucking cool, man. Anyway... Yeah, eh, isn't that great? Yeah, I'm fucking, uh, I'm, I'm trying to roll the sleeves up because I'm a little, I'm a little bit hot. It's just a little hot. Woof. Anyways, uh, it's Friday, December 1st. Very excited. Man, Gavin Newsom totally made out with Ron DeSantis last night on TV. It was awkward. Few things I, uh, I learned from the clips I watched because I would never sit through something like this. California did because he's a glutton for punishment fucking he's a masochist but I am not which means I just watched clips in different things and I couldn't help but uh observe the fact that uh Sean Hannity fucking sucks at doing debate stuff that's number one number two neither one of these people will ever be president they are horrible horrible unlikable cunts that's what I would say and uh, we got a bunch of funny ass clips DeSantis uh did a few things he shouldn't have done because he doesn't understand the dynamics of what's going on. I'll explain. And as sad as it is, you could say uh, you could say two things can be true at the same time. You can say Ron DeSantis won the debate on policy and lost the war on perception because he's fucking weird and unlikable and he makes weird faces. So, mostly that. It was horrible. He got destroyed publicly and it had nothing to do with whether or not he could have a policy debate with Gavin Grusom. It was just really about the fact that DeSantis is fucking weird. And uh, also he's a liar. And uh, he's not, I think he might be gay. 
And I'm not saying that like a joke, like, ha ha, oh my God, look at the guy that's gay, because I don't think that's funny. I think he's a, I think he's a, a gay. I think he's a closeted homosexual man who just craves balls. So we'll talk about that today on the show. <laughs> this is my totally unprofessional and uneducated opinion, of course. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the show. It's so bad. I also got a bunch of dank memes, as you'd expect. Uh, opened with some pretty cool ones. Lauren Eve, her beautiful Winter Wonderland memes. And then I believe that was a Mo and his balls. Purple Rain. It's nice. All right, so we got a big show. We're going to have a ton of fun. But first, let's take care of our MAGA commerce. I'm going to try out the first DIY energy drink, Beard Vet Energy. It comes with a pump that turns anything into an energy drink. Just one pump, and that's it. Mmm, and it tastes really good in anything. It's so much quicker than making a cup of coffee. My husband likes it in his water bottle. My son likes it in his Sprite. And the best part is, it's from a veteran-founded company. Very America first. Cheers to that, y'all. Stay awake, not woke. Boom! That's right. Stay awake, not woke. And you can do it with my friends at BeardVet.com. What can we say? It's a revolutionary new product from BeardVet. They've only had it out for a few months. And if you haven't had a chance to pick up a bottle, you really should. It's a great supplementary energy uh, place. You know, instead of you, you can't always brew coffee, okay? You brew your coffee. You got your fucking thermos. You're out there working on the slope, freezing your nuts off. And you're like, my God, I'm out of coffee. And it's three in the afternoon. It's 40 fucking below. Wind chills got it uh, up to about 60 below. You're trying not to die. You just want to stay alive. And you know what you need to stay alive? Fucking energy. But you ran out of coffee. And you just drank the shit out of all that therm what was in your thermos. And so while you're up there in fucking Prudhoe Bay, freezing your nuts off in Alaska, trying not to die, you realize, oh my God, I have Beard Vet Energy. I can just add this uh, to my thermos with a little bit of water. And swing it around, and I'm good to go. You're going to live. You're not going to die on the fucking slope in northern Alaska. See? See? Save your own lives by getting BeardVet.com and get the brand new energy drink uh, using promo code Dilly for 10% off. That's BeardVet.com. Check them out today. Actually, shout out to the homies. Dilly 300 members up there in Prudhoe Bay on the northern slope. That's not a joke. We have a huge audience of Alaskan uh, pipeline workers. They watch in the lunchroom together, and uh, we love and appreciate them. So, uh, Beard Vet, any orders that come in from Alaska, you know that's the, uh, that's the fellas up there. Uh, you make sure you hook them up with extra swag. It's fucking cold. Yeah, true story. Yeah, <laughs> true story. Only people from Alaska know what I'm talking about. The rest of you are like, what does this mean? People from Alaska are like, that's where uh, you separate the fucking men from the boys up there on the northern slope, right? Am I right? Anybody who knows the legends of uh, Prudhoe Bay know what I'm talking about. Try not to fucking die up there. My great, uh, my grandfather worked up on the northern slope until he was 82. Hard ass. Hard. You know, fuck, you gotta be, do you know how hard you gotta be 
to fucking work on the Northern Slope in Prudhoe Bay at fucking 80 some years old? Do you understand, like, do you realize the level of fucking toughness one must hold to do that at 81 years old? Dude's a fucking badass. My other grandpa was an ice road trucker, Harley. True, true story. Grandpa Ernie was an ice road trucker for many years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My family, come, I got a whole family of fucking hard-ass fucking dudes. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, Kobe worked in Fairbanks, which is fucking beautiful compared to what I'm talking about, and he knows it. Yeah, head north about, what, 400 miles, 300 miles? And then, and then let's talk. Mm. Shout out to the fucking uh, Northern Slope Alaskans up there. Appreciate you guys. Yeesh. All right. Good morning. Hi. So you guys like this hoodie? You like this? Mm-hmm. Guess what? You can still get some. You can still get them. I thought this was a party. So first and foremost, yes, I'm wearing the hoodie, and uh, these are some of the nicest hoodies I've ever, ever actually owned. So check this out. Look, look, there it is in all its glory. Dilly meme team, yeah, it's thick, dude. This is a large, by the way. I'm wearing a large. As you can see, this is plenty big. I realistically could probably even go down a size if I wanted. I like it a little more loose fitting. That's a large, but. I had the girls do a little uh, model shoot for you guys, and I think you're really gonna like it. So uh, here, let me show you what the girls. And these are my, these are the ladies in my life. Um, so that's that's my oldest daughter Sophia on the left, 18 years young. My beautiful wife in the middle, and my uh, second daughter Jasmine, who's 16 years old, on the right. And uh, a couple things you should know about this. Number one, uh, I have a beautiful family. Um, but those are the t-shirts you can also get. The one that Randy's wearing is also available in a hoodie. So I'll be uh, demonstrating and wearing that one here on the show soon. Um, they look absolutely stunning. But the girls were, were all modeling their, their different uh, gear. So you can get the t-shirts. And uh, this was fun. So the girls uh, look fantastic. And uh, you can uh, get all these uh, t-shirts available at dillyshow.com. And I just want to show off my family because they're beautiful. So there you go. Isn't that nice? Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I thought I'd share that with you guys. Yeah. It's uh, So those are actually some beautiful pictures. But I also have some Dilly in the Wilds because you guys 
started getting your apparel delivered thanks to our friends over at Beard Threads, aka Beard Vet. And uh, they did a great job um, on customer service. And many of you obviously very thrilled with what you've received, which I'm excited about. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So uh, that being said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend too much time uh, pontificating right now. I have too much to break down today. I actually need to explain something that is really sim uh, simple that establishment politicians in the elite class of marketing and media don't understand. And I'll explain it, but it ties into the debate with DeSantis as well as a throwback clip uh, that's gonna be very relevant to you. But right now, I really, really wanna do our Dilly in the Wild because I think we got some great photos getting sent in and uh, you guys look fantastic. Everybody who, who purchased the newest uh, apparel, I think is happier than a pig in shit, all right? Just saying. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucker now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucker now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucker now. People put stickers on their cars. Relax your rain and suck my dick and lick my balls. There you go. There you go. Atta boy, looking good, buddy. Looking good. Shirt fits excellent, looking good. You be safe there. You work your ass off, you do what you gotta do, and you get the fuck out of there, all right? Also, this is one of our first Dilly in the Wilds of this particular design, because you've seen this one on the right here, but you haven't seen this one from our very own Mo and his balls. This is also available on the website right now. It says Dilly Meme Team, Trump's online war machine. It's a killer design. It looks absolutely fantastic. Mo rocking the shit out of that. There you go, buddy. There you go. Get it done, Mo. I love it. I fucking love it. You look great, buddy. Seriously. Yeah, he knows what's up. He's got some swag. He's from Cali. Me and Mo, we we uh we come from the same world. Yeah, so I understand this style right here. Oh, that's my dude. Looking good, bud. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, we got uh, Dilly's in the Wild, and uh, there, it's actually, it's a great one. We've got a lovely family, uh, big Dilly 300 fans that are on a cruise. So they got their Dilly Show uh, business card there. Got the kiddo holding it up, and they're enjoying what I'm assuming is about to be a fancy schmancy dinner. On the cruise ship. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, it's the holiday season, which means it's time to bust out those super elegant holiday wreaths. This one was actually from a, uh, a sponsor we used to have years ago. Remember that? She was so great. I hope she's okay. I haven't talked to her in years. But she would do. She would just come on seasonally and do holiday wreaths here on The Dilly Show. And she made the best uh, holiday wreaths. And they were so cute and fun. And I'm so happy to see some of you still have those in your possession. More holiday pictures and that uh, warms the cockles. That just warms the cockles. Also, if you ever send your uh, wife abroad and she's um, going with uh, some girlfriends for a birthday and you say, honey, you can go, but the one, uh, you got to cut a deal here. If you're going to go, you got to take tons of pictures for Dilly in the Wild. So I picked two of my favorites, one of them being uh, this one inside the Coliseum, which just looks really cool, right? And that's just cool. 
What a great picture, right? Should have slapped a Dilly Show sticker on the Coliseum and got charged. It would be funny. Just kidding. Don't do that. That'd be a bad idea. But, um, and then also another one, and I just thought this was neat, from uh, some kind of fucky fuck fountain. Yeah, it's nice. It's fancy. It's cool. Yeah, isn't that great? I thought it was great. Oh, you're going to laugh. I got a couple of good ones here for you. Let's see here. We also got, uh, oh yeah, you're out. You're, uh, you're working for the uh, post office, killing yourself because it's the holiday season. And you're like, no worries at all. Got my Dilly Show swag to uh, just keep myself in a good headspace having fun. That's what you do. Yeah, you got to represent. Oh, we got another good one. This is another good hoodie one right here. Look at this one. This son of a bitch. Uh, now look, your picture's awesome, but I had to crop it a little bit because I want to zoom in on your sweet attire. Um, out there in, uh, I believe this is like in Cincinnati. I think that's where it's, what's, yeah, I think that's what it says. There you go, boss. See, look at that shit. Fucking looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, hey, you're stylish as shit now, buddy. Well done. Okay, this, uh, these last two are from a sponsor. She's like, hey, and I, th I think she said it's her nephew or something. She's like, hey, uh, you can share these with the audience. I think they'll enjoy them. Uh, nephew went down to get his picture with Santa Claus. It didn't quite go the way you probably hoped. <laughs> that is a really fancy schmancy uh, Santa Claus picture destroyed by an angry child. And Santa Claus is just like, bruh. So, what do you do with your Santa Claus? You roll with it. Yeah, you just fucking roll with it. You're like, yeah, fuck it. We're crying. Fine. Fine. We're screaming. Let's do it. That's what we're going to do then, I guess, buddy. <laughs> it's so great. It's such a great picture. Bro, that is the cutest fucking funny-ass picture I've ever seen in my life. Oh, these are so funny. <laughs> He's super pissed. Oh, God, that's so funny. Oh, I know. I thought you guys would get a good good laugh out of that one. It was pretty pretty damn funny. Pretty darn funny. And that means we're getting the holiday season, right? It's December 1st. Everybody's excited. Why wouldn't you be? Christmas is right around the corner, right? It's the, it's the season of giving and love and and all of that stuff, and celebrating, and I think it's exceptional, and the best way to, I think, ring in and start that new season is my good friend, Miguelifornia, and Brandy with a B. They have got a new jingle out. It's really good. Dedicated to the big girl, Jebba Ellis. Ho, ho, ho. Crashing in the polls every other day. Where you go, Florida betrayed. Finish you bring a smile that's not quite right. So Maga laughs and keeps mocking your boot lips and your high. Oh, DeSantis fails, DeSantis fails. A campaign in decay, a bobblehead and annoying ride. Where everyone's for Everybody sale. Everybody sing along. Santa's fails, DeSantis fails. A team of grifting clowns. Wannabes and Pharisees. So fun to take them down. 2028? Oh, no, 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 no. Governor Casey? 
All month long. I need these the rest of the month. I need uh, I need Mike with his uh, Santa Claus hat on. I need memes galore of Christmas songs that we all know being totally ruined with lyrics about Meatball DeSantis and his failing campaign. That's in that fun. Oh, that's just so fun. That's a good one. That's a good one. And, and it's it's true. That's what's going on. We're gonna get into that here in a second. We've got to do a little news cleanup first. Want to make sure we address a couple things. This one's a, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. Um, Sandra Day O'Connor passed away. She was the first ever female Supreme Court pick, and, or court justice, rather. And uh, and it's actually a really cool picture Rick Grinnell posted. It was, um, it was as she was being announced as Ronald Reagan's Supreme Court pick. And uh, of course, of course, of course, the Gipper, chose the first woman to be on the Supreme Court. And uh, it's a great picture. I thought that was a really, that's a cool one. So uh, rest in peace, Sandra Day O'Connor. And, uh, you know, it's pretty neat. That's a pretty neat moment in history. So I thought that was, I thought it was cool. I wanted to share that one with you guys. Yeah. You know, some people like hit me up. They got all fucking triggered over some shit. So, so sometimes you guys, I think, you don't know what's effective and what, what isn't effective. So somebody got kind of upset and he was like, what the fuck, right? And uh, it was because um, because Ben Carson and his wife um, wrote a little memorial post to the widow of Henry Kissinger, all right? Now, no matter what you and I think of Henry Kissinger, we are not them. I don't know if Dr. Ben Carson and his wife knew Kissinger. I don't know anything about that. I don't know if they know the wife. All I know is they wrote like a nice little message on social media. Did I agree with it? Not really, based on what I know about history. Did I have a problem with it? No, I don't give a fuck. Like if you you mourn somebody that I don't know and I don't like, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. But for some reason... Somebody took it upon themselves to DM me. Like, dude, look at this. What the fuck is this? And I'm like, that's that shouldn't even matter to you. Like, that doesn't matter at all. Like, you shouldn't even care. Like, that shouldn't even enter your trigger emotional zone. And then he had a whole write-up about how he felt like that's why we were losing the country. We were letting people off the hook. But that's not how this works either. Okay, this is like, not. that's not how any of this works. Like, Ben Carson and his wife are classy people all the time and it doesn't matter who or what is going on. And so I think sometimes people get really like, like you, you don't know what's effective and what's not. So you just are like everything, like when you're, when you're walking around with only a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Does that make sense? You gotta stop that shit. You sound... Truthfully, and I'm saying this and I don't mean it to be an asshole and I'm not trying to pick on this one anonymous person, but you sound fucking dumb. Like, that's not how any of this actually works, okay? That's not how any of it works. And and I made fun of Kissinger burning in hell. That's my prerogative. Do, did I feel any kind of inclination about anybody 
that wrote something nice about him. No, I don't give a shit. I don't know why that would even matter. I, I, I hope that they don't care about me making fun of his death about as much as I care about them celebrating his life. I don't care. I don't think it matters. And I don't think you should even deploy any brain cells. And I think there was a huge segment of our population that was infected with a certain kind of mind that it, you actually... So here's the thing that's scary. People think that they're using deductive reasoning when they're looking at problems or trying to see around a corner, right? And you learned it from one of the most retarded psyops in the history of mankind, right? It's just like, oh, oh, this is a, you gotta watch the water shit, okay? But the truth is you didn't actually learn discernment or how to use deductive reasoning. You actually, I think you got more fucked in the head and you're, you don't know how to apply any of those things anymore. And I'll give you an example. People coming into my mentions and fans, like some of you, like I'm going to say it right now on the show and, and some of you will write it in the chat. I'm going to say something that's fucking stupid and then you're going to actually agree with the stupid fucking thing I'm going to say in the chat because you have decided you figured out this super secret plan that they've got in place, okay? Are you ready for it? Because I'm going to say it and you're going to sound dumb as fuck and then... And then you're going to say it in my chat, even though you know I'm about to make fun of people that say this. You ready? Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to tell you. People, even though states right now are passing their deadlines, and just so we're all clear on a deadline, deadlines mean that after the date passes, you legally are no longer allowed to enroll, sign up, and or apply for. Got it? Okay, good. There are states starting to expire where you can't get on the ballot in those states as a Republican or a Democrat because the deadline is passed. So what that means is that if you were going to get on the ballot, you had to do it before yesterday or day before or whatever it was. Which means if you try to do any cutesy shit after that day, you wouldn't be on the ballot in that state, which is a massive, mass. It's basically surrendering that state to the other party. Do we understand? You guys understand? Okay. I have people that still think Gavin Newsom is going to replace Biden, despite the fact that he wouldn't legally have any means of getting on the ballot in all 50 states. And people will still tell me that the plan, because you guys always assume there's a plan, which makes you sound fucking retarded. The plan is still to get him to replace Biden, but he wouldn't be able to get on all 50 states. Even more importantly, because some of you, you're going to start to feel yourselves getting triggered because I'm making fun of your, your lack of discernment. It's really bad. I'm going to say something else to you that will probably trigger you. Gavin Newsom, the one thing I took away from the debate last night, has no intention of destroying his political career running against Trump. None. None. 
None. It took three minutes of clips, and I went, that guy has no intention of running. He was calm as fuck. He didn't give a fuck. He was acting like a guy that had nothing to lose. And do you want to know why? Because he's a guy that had nothing to lose. He had nothing to lose. He was completely calm. He was an asshole. He was fucking smug because he couldn't lose. I'm not running. You're a faggot. You are running. Why are you debating me? Oh, that's right, because you're losing to the guy that's going to eventually be the nominee by 50 points. He was completely like, I'm not even saying he made good points. He was just like this. Now, because I'm having to keep educate people and it bothers me that I have to keep, and I, I get that it's my job, but it does bother me because I have too many smart people saying dumb things at me and it bothers me. So number one, dates are passing for states for Democrats to get on the ballot. Set that aside. Number two, the guy that everybody said he was going to try to replace uh, fucking Biden behaved like a guy that isn't running for any kind of election anytime soon. Number three, go ahead and let me know which swing states that Gavin Newsom has visited this year. I'll wait. Go ahead, name three. Name three swing states that Gavin, because DeSantis made the assertion last night that Gavin is running a secret campaign. Ugh. Name name two. Names two states that are swing states that he's been to. If you live in Pennsylvania, I challenge you to walk up to a Democrat voter or just somebody on the street and go, hey, do you know who Gavin Newsom is? And let me know how it goes. Just let me know how it goes. I'll answer your fucking dumb questions in a second. Everybody just calm down. You're going to answer my questions first. Let me explain something. Gavin Newsom is an unknown quantity on national politics. People in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, majority don't know who the fuck he is. The majority don't know who the fuck Gavin Newsom is. Do you understand me? They don't know who the fuck he is. He doesn't have that kind of name recognition. I see all of you guys referencing China and I will get to your comments in a second. In order to beat Donald Trump or even to be competitive, and again, I have to keep reiterating shit that even Rich Barris has said, you have to be at least close to as famous as him. This is why they ran Biden. He was the only one out of that entire group of Democrats that had the name recognition necessary to at least be competitive with Trump. Got it? Gavin Newsom is not known nationally. You wouldn't, most people wouldn't recognize him on the street. His, his name, if it were on a ballot, they're not gonna know who the fuck that is. Got it? Okay. So now you wanna know about China. And this actually is not that complicated either. Gavin Newsom's looking at the landscape of politics and he's looking at what people in his state have been successful doing. Can I tell you something? 
I don't think Gavin Newsom wants to be a president. As a matter of fact, hey, pessimist K. Ben, shut the fuck up. We heard your opinions. Just D-Live guy. I appreciate it. You've been spamming your retarded fucking thoughts in there. Shut the fuck up. No one's watching the K. Ben show. Okay, got it? Okay, good. Now, let me go back to my point. This guy's like, no, you know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do. Uh, he's going here because it Listen to me. Let me tell you what's actually going on. Dianne Feinstein died. Dianne D- Feinstein died after being a senator for like 30 years. And she made a shit ton of money. Okay? I would venture a guess that Gavin Newsom's real eyes that he's got his eyes on are the Senate in California. That's what I believe. I believe that Gavin Newsom's intent is not presidential. I think he wants to be the senator of California and make a fuck ton of money. I think he's, he went to China right after Feinstein died. I think he was like, hey, don't worry. I'm going to secure your shit here in California. And then at the next election, I'm going to run for Senate. And do you want to know why? Because if he wins that Senate seat, he will hold it until he croaks. He'll never lose. He will get into the Senate and never lose. Gavin Newsom, again, I have to reiterate this shit. It's super common sense. Gavin pulls way worse against Trump than either Biden or even that fucking RFK. He's not going to leave his state because he's not known nationally and he's not a good politician. He's a good liar. But that only works with fucking retards in California. I think that sometimes, like I said, you guys have all these like really strong opinions and they're conspiratorial, but they're not very fucking smart. You, it takes a lot of fame and a lot of money to run for president. Gavin Newsom doesn't have a coalition of money behind him, and he doesn't have the fame necessary to even be a threat. Now let's get to Michelle Obama. Bro, I keep telling you, I'm watching this dude every time he goes out. He's not even trying with the makeup anymore. He's not even trying with the clothing. He's not doing... Quick, when was the last time you saw Michelle Obama giving some super in-depth primetime interview, guys? I'm going to wait because, look, there's always signs that someone's getting ready to run for president. When was the last time you saw Michelle Obama being featured in a primetime slot to get maximum exposure about a geopolitical issue? I'll wait. Almost all of your opinions regarding the Democrats are based on your fear of them somehow subverting and sneaking and cheating in there. It's not based on actual brains. Michelle Obama's not running for fucking president. Big Mike ain't leaving the ocean. Big Big Mike isn't doing national interviews. Big Mike isn't traveling geopolitically to try and talk and get their way. None of that shit's happening. None of that's happening. So I'm going to reiterate a point that I've held since the beginning of all this. Joe Biden... They've done their internal polling is the only one that they have a shot against Trump with. 
All of the internal polling trumps everything that you can come up with. All of your shit. And you guys, and I love you, and I'm saying this in a way to you because you waste a lot of time watching a lot of stupid shit that gives you stupid ideas, and then you come to me with them, and you think I'm going to be nice to you about it, and I'm not going to be nice to you because you sound dumb. It's not, Biden, look, they're actually, in Devil Dog, they're all controllable, by the way. Biden, to this day, is the only one that has the name recognition necessary, plus the inclination to run for president. You follow? And I see, and I'm, I'm trying to get my audience, I want you to be smarter because then you represent all of us better out in the public and you don't have these insane theories on shit. It's really not, it's, it's simple, dude. You either have the face and the name to be recognized by your average voter who just, your average voter does this. There's a television on with fucking news and they go like this. That's it. And then they walk into the voting booth. You understand me? They go just like this. So what does that have to do with, with DeSantis winning the policy debate and losing the actual overall uh, war of messaging with, with uh, Gavin Newsom last night? Well, I'll tell you. Gavin Newsom bludgeoned him with one-liners. It was embarrassing. He upset DeSantis. DeSantis was triggered. He was angry and embarrassed, and he couldn't do shit about it. I don't even know if I have all the right clips. I just grabbed stuff. I mean... This thing was an absolutely shit-tastic uh, debate. It was horrible. It was horrible. It, uh, it was poorly uh, done. Um, let me see. if I, I don't even know if I have. Do I even have the opening fucking? I don't think I even have the opening statement. Do I? Can I get that real quick? Because I got to. Can we get the Gavin Newsom opener, Lauren Eve? Lauren, can you grab that for me real quick? Because I don't even want to get into this. Because he essentially won on the outset. Like, it was the opener of the debate and he bodied DeSantis at the opener and that was it after that he got the number like he opened with the line of the night and DeSantis couldn't counter which is horrible it, it's uh it's on my Twitter feed it's the one about uh pre you know presidents or who's going to be the nominees or whatever Devil Dog, Devil Dog, you also have homework right now. Devil Dog, I need you to make a phone call right now. Do you hear me, Devil Dog? I'm multitasking everybody, just chill. Here, bud. There you go. Check Telegram, please. No, it's good news. It's all good. Told you. Donezo. There you go, devil dog. Told you. We'll talk miracles uh, later on. We'll talk miracles later on. We got a Dilly 300 member that wants to send uh, devil dog to uh, Miami. Pretty amazing. He's like, yeah, I'll, I want to help out. And uh, I just really appreciate you guys. It's a, 
Class act. All right, Lauren found a... Oh, wait, that's not Lauren. Wait a minute. Do we have a late Dilly in the Wild submission? Is this for me? Can I show this, Brandy? Brandy, can I show this? Yeah, I got a Dilly 300 member that was like, hey, I'm sponsoring a devil dog to Miami to hang out for a couple days, which is amazing. So shout out to Dilly 300 member Jason. No? Hey, babe. Hey, babe. I'm going to show a picture of Brandy. Oh, you said Brandy, not Randy. Yeah, but Brandy sent in a Dilly in the Wild. And we're going to look at the picture, okay? And we're going to we're gonna try not to comment on Brandy's boobs. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. Are you ready, Randy? You don't have to sit here if you don't want. Oh, here you go. Quick, everybody look at Brandy's shirt and don't make any comments <laughs> about Brandy's with a B. <laughs> There you go, Brandy. Good for you, honey. Good for you. Good for you, Brandy with the with the B. Looks more like Brandy with the D's. <laughs> Good for you, honey. Good for you. High five to Brandy with the B's husband. Well done, sir. There you go. Good for you too, sir. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Ash, it looks good in the shirt though. Seriously, great shirt, hon. You're killing it. She's such a good sport. Isn't she great? Isn't she great, Randy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, hold on. I think uh, Lauren sent me my thing. And also, I think we got we got all of our, we're We're multitasking today because, well, that's what we do here at The Dilly Show. Yes. I'm trying to get. There you go. Devil Dog, let me know how that turns out, please. I'll be keeping an eye on it. Let me know how it turns out, Devil Dog. You just fucking uh, message me on TG. Okay, do I got the, this fucking video? I'm trying to get this video. Because I really want that video, but... Um, I feel like... I feel like Lauren's got to grab it. Because Lauren's, like, masterful. Yep, she got it. Told you. It's 12 seconds. I probably already had it. But I really just wanted to make sure I did. Because it's it was the most consequential moment of the debate. Consequential. It's a moment of the, uh, the Republican debate. All right, here we go. I'm grabbing it right now. There it is. Oh, I think that was the one that the file was corrupted. Remember that, Lauren, this morning? Yeah. All right, here we go, guys. I'm going to... Okay, so let me go back in time. Now that we're all... I'm being a little ADD right now, but I can't help it. All right, so um, I'm like, boobs, devil dog to Miami. <laughs> back to Gavin Newsom. Here we go. All right, so um, this, I'm going to explain something to you from an optic standpoint. There was no way for either to win or lose, okay? Because neither is, is being voted for for president. DeSantis is trying to win a primary where he's down 50, and Gavin Newsom doesn't give a shit. He just did this because he hates fucking DeSantis, and he thought it'd be funny to embarrass him on, te on television. And he did. So when you have a debate where... You can't you can't win votes. You can only lose them. That means you can't judge it like a normal debate. Does that make sense? Because no one watched this to listen to policy positions. They watched this to see who the real tough guy is. Do you understand? Because they're not going against each other. So Team Meatball prepped him for a policy debate against a guy 
that was going to shitpost and make stuff up and not care if he got fact-checked because Gavin Newsom knew something that DeSantis didn't. The only thing that was going to matter about this debate was who had the best one-liners. And Gavin opened with the ending one-liner. This is it. This was the end of DeSantis. Fucking 12 seconds is how long it took him. There are profound differences tonight, and I look forward to engaging him. But there's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Bro, 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 you got bodied on the opening line. The opening fucking line. The only thing we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. You're a dick. Fuck you. You're no shit. You closed down California. You got homeless people. Look at my poop map. Like, dude. <laughs> he didn't even understand how he was being judged. This is what I'm saying. This is why, this is actually why Republicans lose uh, fucking elections. Dude went in like, <laughs> I'm smart. And he was like, you look like a fucking queer. And he was like, oh. And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and he was like, but I'm not. I have a wife and two kids, right? The whole nine. And it didn't matter. He didn't even understand. No one actually watched this for policy. They just wanted to see who had the stones to fucking insult the other one with funny ass one-liners. And he got bodied. He got destroyed. And he tried to come back with a poop map. He was like, there's poop on your shitty streets. And he was like, dude, okay. Like, yeah, we all know that. Welcome to, like, five years ago. People have been shitting on the streets of San Francisco for fucking half a decade. Like, that's your rebuttal? Bro was like, you're getting your ass kicked by 50, pussy. And he was all, people poop in your cities. I was like, dude, that's it? You fucking pipsqueak? I, I don't even know how to tell you guys this. Ron DeSantis is quite literally little bitch from basketball. He, he like, sleep in the corner. <laughs> fucking dog sleeping in the bed. He's sleeping in the dog. <laughs> you just call me little bitch. Five or six more times and I'm out of here. That's it. He's a little bitch. I don't know what to tell you. He's fucking Squeaks Scolari. He's fucking 100% Squeaks Scolari. And he doesn't even know it. Like, this is... That's why you don't fucking hire nerds for running your campaigns in 2024. You have to be a cultural beast. Can I show you the difference? Let me show you what a cultural beast does, all right? This is the funniest goddamn thing in the history of mankind I'm about to show you. Right before Meatball DeSantis took the fucking stage to get his poop pushed in by a fucking Gavin Newsom, Team Trump member, an honorary Dilly Meme team member, Stephen Chung, put out this statement. This is an official press release. And this is how you fuck your, uh, your opponent up, mortally wound them mentally. Kiss of death. Ron DeSantis is thirsty as fuck. This is the opener. It's on official letterhead, people. Ron DeSanctimonious is acting more like a thirsty third-rate OnlyFans wannabe model than an actual presidential candidate. Instead of actually campaigning and trying to turn around his dismal poll numbers, DeSantis is now so desperate for attention that he's debating a grade-A loser like Gavin Newsom. At the debate, Ron will flail his arms and bobble his head wildly, looking more like a San Francisco crackhead 
than the governor of Florida. This is a prediction, or he goes, this isn't a prediction, it's a spoiler. Okay, first of all, Stephen Chung, can we just make this a Nostra Stephen Chung? Bro said he was gonna look more like a fucking San Francisco crackhead and that it wasn't a prediction, it was a spoiler. Bro, fucking you shitting me right now? Dude, four hours later, this was uh, DeSantis making an argument. Can we just appreciate Stephen Chung was like, he's going to look like a San Francisco crackhead rather than a politician. And sure as shit, here is Meatball going absolutely ham. Dude, this is brutal. Look at this shit. Stephen knew. Joe Biden is willing to solve this problem. Is there Joe Biden? Is willing to solve this problem. Is there no Biden? Is willing to solve this problem. Is there no Biden? Fucking devastated. Okay, let's come back to our. Hold on, we're not done. Okay. At the debate, Ronald flail his arms and bobble his head wildly, looking more like a San Francisco crackhead. Check than the governor of Florida. This isn't a prediction; it's a spoiler. Hopefully, for Ron, it's a seal a seated debate, so he won't have to mash his foot into his high heels to look taller. Oh God. But if not, he'll definitely be on a 12-inch step stool so he can peek right above the podium. In a damning new report exposing Ron for his Chinese ties, he provided tax relief to a federally investigated subsidiary of a Chinese company, according to Florida state government records. Despite claiming in his in the his past uh, in the past his administration has not supported the business, lying Ron or Red Ron, either way. <laughs> He's a show for China and a CCP sympathizer who will go to great lengths to protect them. A new poll from The Messenger and Harris further approved none of DeSantis' endorsements from Kim Reynolds or Bob Vanderplatz with the uh, dollar sign at the end of Platts did anything to help his numbers. Ron actually dropped to single digits along with Nikki Birdbrain Haley while President Trump increased his commanding lead to 68%. Stephen Chunk. Bro. I won the debate! Dude, I got to tell you something. You don't make this face if you think you actually are winning. That's not the face. This isn't what winning looks like. <laughs> Gavin Newsom was calm as a cucumber because he didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit, people. I'm trying to get this through your heads. He did not give a fuck. He's not having anybody vote for him. So he went up there, made a bunch of insults, lied out his ass knowing he'd get fact-checked not giving a fuck and pretty much eradicated any hope of DeSantis ever winning an election again. Joe Biden will be our nominee in a matter of weeks. And in a matter of weeks, Sean, he'll be endorsing Donald Trump as a nominee for the Republican Party. If they come to you at the DNC and Joe is incapable of running and they ask you, are you a hard no? It's not even, it's not even optional. He's doing in a couple of weeks, you're going to be endorsing Donald Trump, asshole. <laughs> In a few weeks, you're going to be endorsing Donald Trump. Dude just sits there. <laughs> um, no, I won't. You don't know me, bitch. Dude, Meatball, you are such a fucking failure. I've got something for you. I've got something for you, Gavin. Huh? What do you have to say about this? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces. He called the shit. Feces. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best night of my life. <laughs> Brandy, he called the shit feces. <laughs> this is a map and it's a poop. 
Jensen. Look at all the poop in San Francisco. Dude. Gavin, here's the thing. This is like some shit you'd see in like grade school or high school. Bro was like, I've, I've, I've somehow found a copy of Gavin Newsom's grades. Look at this. All C's and D's. And Gavin was like, you have a two inch dick fag. And he was all, and the whole class laughed. And he's like, but the grades and no one cared. Cause you didn't even understand the fucking debate. You didn't even understand the fight you were in. You don't even understand how the public operates anymore. Gavin was bodying you with just pretty much basic shit, making you look like a little dweeble wobble. And you were like, there's poop on the ground in San Francisco. Yeah. It's like, okay, super good. Well done, dude. Yeah, really, really good job. Yeah, it's like, Gavin only scored a 1,058 on his SATs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gavin's FICO is only 722. <laughs> okay, all right. Good job, Meatball. Really got him there. Like, he knows his state's a shithole. That's, he doesn't care. He gets paid to operate it that way. He doesn't give a fuck. He wasn't even trying to win your debate. That's why he didn't respect any of your policy positions, and he just lied when he felt like it. It was like, that's not true. Nah, 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 that's not true. He was just making shit up. And, and, and DeSantis and his supporters are even worse. His supporters were hanging on every word from that fucking dork, not realizing... It wasn't about the substance of the statement and the argument. It was about the optics. And you got bodied, bro. Badly. Count Chocula fucking wrecked your shit, dude. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. We're not done, though. There's more to talk about. <laughs> I love Fridays. But first, let's do some MAGA commerce. Oh my god. Randy, it's the Pet Lovers Candle. They're back. Woo! Did you know we have new talking points today, Randy? I did. I told you that. Do you have your wick trimmers? Did you know I have my wick trimmers? Do you have them with me? Did you know I have them with me? Yeah. Belle and Mr. Tom, the Pet Odor Eliminator Candle, is a mother and son-owned company located in Athens, Georgia. That's right. It's Laura and Travis. They're wonderful. And they make the best pet odor eliminator, can uh, eliminator candles on the market. But you guys are going to be super excited. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Listen, you guys know what they do. What they do is they beat every other candle on the market. Yes, that's true. They actually eliminate smells rather than trying to cover them up. No more lemony fresh shit smell. Nope, gone. Instead, there's just no poop smell altogether. It just smells like, you know, whatever scent you picked. Now, right now, they've got some really cool products. Obviously, we know about the holiday scent candles, right? We've got, uh, what do we got here? I got uh, fucking uh, spiced cran apple. That's one of them. I got another one over here that says uh, it's uh, into the woods, right? Because that's that smells good. And then there's, uh, what's, the, what's the one on the left, Randy? Is that the pumpkin souffle or is that a different one? God, I love a good pumpkin souffle. Okay. But I have something else in my possession that you're going to want. You ready? They're now offering candle accessories. That's right, to help you get the most out of your pet candles. Give your candles a longer, cleaner, and safer burn. It makes candle maintenance quick, clean, and simple, and it's made of high-quality steel. 
What am I talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, uh, hold on, what am I talking about? Oh, wick trimmer. Which one's the wick trimmer? Hey, here it is, wick trimmer, all right, from the wick man. Uh, it's an ergonomic shape for easy trimming, keeping your wick trims, wick trimmed reduces soot, soot emissions and discoloration. These are words I would never use. It keeps your candle, glass, and air clean and pretty. And a wick dipper. God, there's so many jokes I'd be making right now. Did you really, did they write this or did you? Snuffs out candle? Or yeah, imagine it with like a pillow standing over an old person. <laughs> Snuffs out candle by coating and sealing the wick with wax. Prevents smoke and smoldering and maintains the fragrance in your home in the candle. <laughs> Time to go to sleep, wick. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Did you write this? No. <laughs> it snuffs them out. On, it snuffs it out on eight millimeter film. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hold on, I gotta get to finish this commercial. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're gonna get fired, Randy. <laughs> Snuff out candles with this thing. This is the this is a wick dipper. You can. It's actually really pretty. Uh, I had no idea it was used to snuff out candles. Oh fuck! And then this is the wick trimmer, and this helps you make your wick bigger. I mean, short, last longer. <laughs> and I love these are actually really fancy and nice. And I'm so sorry I did this wrong. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> Um, Randy, can you write an apology email for me? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. All right, listen to me. This is the PetLoversCandle.com. You know what? At least it was like a five-minute ad spot. It's the saving grace is they got like five minutes. Oh, my God. You guys can buy accessories for your awesome candles. Obviously, we know they're the best, best candles on the market. But now they come with uh, the option to purchase some really cool accessories to go with them. Get your candle murder kit. Get your can. No, actually, it's a restoration because it makes this, the wicks last longer, Randy, which is a good thing. Good save. Yeah. 
<clears throat> if you use promo code Dilly15, you're going to get 15% off. That's promo code Dilly15 for 15% off. That's thepetloverscandle.com and also angelpaste.com. And you guys know how excited I am because finally I have something for me. Something that's just for Dilly, although Randy probably steals some of this from time to time. Okay, well, that's terrible. Um, listen, uh, I had uh, a lot of issues with eczema through the years. The only only product for me that works with my body is angelpaste.com. It's been truly a miracle cream. It's an all-natural, organic, American-made miracle cream, and it's made in Spring, Texas by the incredible patriot Barbara Doty. And it's formulated using a proprietary, water-free blend of food-grade plant oils. It's very light and absorbs fast, leaving your skin soft and smooth with no sticky or greasy residue. Angel Paste is an all-natural skincare product made by Patriots for Patriots. Your skin will drink it up, and you can experience Angel Paste for yourself today. Go to angelpaste.com and use promo code DILLY to get a dollar off your purchase. That's right. A dollar off uh, your purchase. Promo code DILLY will get you that buck. They would love to give you guys more money, uh, but they can't afford to. <laughs> Not yet. So angelpaste.com check them out today and without any further ado randy's booty Let's get ready to the best is yet to come all right randy you just got me into so much trouble <laughs> sorry you're unprofessional i know i was like i'm just gonna sit in here and be quiet i don't even want a mic or a we're gonna get in trouble because that was a really good ad spot, and I you ruined it. I know it was like a really good product too. I know because it's got it's a wick trimmer. It's a wick trimmer. It's steel and fancy. I'm blaming you because you wrote the word snuff so. <laughs> I had no idea that I was gonna do it. As soon as I hear snuffs, it's all. <clears throat> And it's like, uh, like, I just imagine that frail hands trying to fight off. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be able to, uh, like, trimming and snuffing my candles is like the most peaceful, relaxing little thing. And now I'm just going to be thinking of that every time. Right, yeah. Now now you're like, you're like putting your sleep, little candle. This is the end of the line. I'm so sorry. Listen, it doesn't matter. You know what? It, they have great products. And uh, and I, I appreciate their enthusiasm for putting out candles. <laughs> See? Trying here, Randy. Great job. Anyway. Were we talking about Gavin Newsom or was it Brandy's boobs before we went to break? I can't remember. Oh, no. Wait. Sorry, Brandy. I think we had moved past your boobs. I think we were talking about Gavin Newsom. Mm. All right. Uh, Poop. Poop picture? Was that where we at, Randy? Was there? Were you at the poop picture? Can we just all appreciate this picture? Why is he like this? Why is he holding a map of all the poop in San Francisco? Like this is not an own. You're you're literally. It looks like you wiped your butt with your speech. Why did he do this? Like why did they send him up there with props and be like? Hey, this will go really well. And he's like, okay, what is it? He's like, it's all this shit in San Francisco on a map. And he's like, dude, that looks great. It doesn't look great. That's it. He literally held this up, you guys. You know what's funny, Randy? Is he called this, he was like, 
this is a map of all the poop in San Francisco. <laughs> but you know what it really was, Randy? That was his speech, but uh, his smudgy pudding fingers got all over the speech. That's all that is. Ew. It's his little pudding fingers. But they told him to do this. They're like, hey, man, this is a, this is a sick burn, DeSantis. Fag! Like, <laughs> what? All right. And, and you know what, Randy? He did a couple of weird things. Thankfully for him, his team does know how to monetize, and they turned it into an ad spot. Good for them. Chapstick moisturizer. It's the healthy look and feel lips long for. <laughs> Why is he like this, dude? So awful. He is really awful. <laughs> dude, and then and then at one point, Randy, you got to put the headphones on for this, Randy. You're not, you're appreciate this. this is brutal. This fucking Goomba. This Goomba, dude. At one point, he did this, all right? I don't know if the volume's up enough. I'm gonna crank it, holy shit. Higher. What? What do you also say? What, I, what are you talking you're about? You're just jabbering. I know no, you're, you're like the jabber. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Listen. If you put your hand on your hip like a sassy girl, and tell another grown man that he's just jabbering, you might like penis. What? What do you also say? What are you talking about? You're just when it jabbering. Comes to... I know no, you're, you're like just jabber. Jabber, jabber. jabber. <laughs> you're just jabbering. You're just jabbering. That's what you're doing. You're just a big jabberer. Bro, really went to the fucking hip? I don't like the thing. I don't think I like what you're saying, Mr. Jabberoni. How do you not? He's gay. He's fucking gay. Mr. Jabberoni. There's no way you're going to tell me that that dude was like, ah, I got to go home and eat a steak and get some pussy. Nope, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. He was like, I'm so upset. I'm going to suck a dick. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Governor Meatball. I mean, are you serious? Does he act like that at the Grand Wizard meeting? This is grand. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is wrong with Meatball DeSantis? Is he serious right now? I don't know. I can do this all day. I got so many clips. I, I don't even want to do this all day. Do I have something else? Okay, yeah, I got, I got a different point. Hold on. Let me get to the point and get the fuck out of here. I can't play all these. <laughs> I could, I will be here for four fucking hours if I do this. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No disrespect to anybody who made memes about this. Miguel Forney, you know I love you. I can't fucking do it. This is too mind-numbingly stupid again. I can't. I'll end up talking about it all day. There's only one point I'm going to make, though. Something's been happening in the American electorate that the establishment doesn't understand. Okay. What's been happening is the American electorate is not becoming more sophisticated, okay? I would argue that it's actually might be dumber. Yeah. They don't understand civics as well as they should. They don't understand policy or even how government works, okay? And that's by design. But they've improved in one way that is costing the establishment elections. They have intuitive discernment about bullshit. And this is relevant, and I'm going to illustrate it for you. This is why people like DeSantis can't gain traction anymore. It's not that the American electorate is super smart 
and understands all of the nuanced policy positions. It's that the American electorate has innately become more aware of bullshit. They just go, it sounds like a lie. I'm actually gonna show you. I'm gonna show you, and it started. I'm convinced that this was the moment it was first captured on a camera where the American electorate, for all their blue collarness, stood in the face of an establishment genius, and I mean that, who tried to argue his position and got bludgeoned by a simple blue collar man. It started in 2016 with a guy named Ted Cruz. Watch this clip, watch the discernment on the man's face, forget Ted. The man is sitting and he's like, that's a lot of words. And I don't know what all of them mean, but I know this guy's lying to me. And that's a gift. Hang on guys. Running to be everyone's president. Those who vote for me, even though we don't want you. Well, you're, you're entitled to your view, sir, and I will respect it. In fact, I will do the protect. math. I will. You know, you ask cases right. to drop out. It's your turn. Well, take your own words. Now I'm curious, sir. Time to drop out. When sir. Donald doesn't get to 1237, you're going to call Donald's him. To drop Donald's out. definitely yeah, going to get to 1237. No, he's no, he's, he's going to get more. Than and I'll tell you this, sir. If Donald Trump ever becomes president. He has said on the Supreme Supreme Court he's going to cut a deal with Chuck Schumer. He said that in, in two debates ago, which means he's going to put a liberal on the Supreme Court. He's going to take away your Second Amendment right. While Donald Trump is a New York liberal who will take away your Second Amendment rights. This man is lying to you, and he's taking advantage of you. And, and I would encourage you, sir. I, look, I appreciate your being out here speaking. If I were Donald Trump. I wouldn't have come over and talked to you. I wouldn't have shown you that respect. In fact, you know what I would have done? I would have told the folks over there, go over and punch those guys in the face. That's what Donald does to protesters. I think a candidate is campaigning to work for you. Like you always do. Okay, stop. What word did I say was a lie? About Donald telling people to punch people. Okay, let me ask you, sir. Just just go home and Google Donald <laughs> punch in the face protesters. And at his rallies, look, this is on national television. You can watch the facts of him standing at the podium saying, punch that guy in the face. I mean, that's, and in fact, he says, he'll pay, I'll pay your legal fees when you punch him in the face. And, and there's a problem. Listen, Donald Trump has accused everyone in this race of being a liar. Donald cannot tell the truth in one minute. You'll find out tomorrow. So, Indiana don't want you. Well, sir, you are entitled to no, have your rights, but I'll tell you this. Sir, America is a better country without you. Sir, America is a better country without you. I believe the people of Indiana have a common sense good judgment Woo, that we want a real solution. Everybody vote Trump! Vote Thank you, Trump. Trump. And so, with a heavy heart, but with boundless optimism for the long-term future of our nation, we are suspending our campaign. discussed this this morning and he immediately knew what he was going to do. He illustrated my point perfectly.
Randy, do you know what God did? Stuff. Yes, Randy, God did stuff. Created Earth. Here's what God did, Randy. The Almighty figured out that the humans in America had betrayed one another, had dumbed one another down to where they would never know what the truth was anymore. They couldn't figure it out because they hadn't been equipped with the right tools. And so God turned up the volume on their discernment. It was like, okay, you're not going to know the truth by what you've learned because you've learned lies. And you're not going to know the truth by your fellow man because they are monetizing and making money off of the lies. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn up the volume on the real truth inside of you that you know innately to be true. And you might not even know why it's true, but you will know it's true. And so you will become impervious to their bullshit. And that's what happened. So there's hope for stupid people after all. Not because some guy, of them, the, guy in the, video the thing you have to remember, Randy, is sometimes people aren't stupid because of an inability to learn. They've deliberately been taught nothing. Correct. And they don't even know. And the Almighty was like, here we go. And that's why a guy like that is sitting across from Ted Cruz and Ted's making his case. And the dude's like, you're trying too hard. You're a liar. You sound like every other liar I've ever dealt with. And he was right. And this is why DeSantis can't get any traction anywhere in America. Because what you saw in that video in 2016 that was rare is now everywhere across the country. And it's the reason why a clip like this exists in America today. One of my favorite clips I've seen in a very long time. And you're gonna, I think you guys are gonna really enjoy this. Five years ago, you couldn't dream this. The Bronx is the bluest of New York City's boroughs and the only borough with the Hispanic majority. President Biden got 83% of the vote here in 2020. But now the Biden campaign is seeing polls coming out saying President Trump is gaining traction with voters of color, even younger voters. So I came to the Bronx to put a face on the numbers and I was shocked by what I heard on the streets. Do you think that President Biden is doing a good job with the economy? No, he's not doing nothing yeah, to support nobody. Was he doing a good job? Yes or no? No, no. I, I can see we're all going to be the streets homeless. Biden and his press secretary said that prices are going down. Is that your experience or is that not true? No, that is definitely not true. Prices are definitely going up. I used to go across the street to Fordham to go get me a meal. I can't even get me a meal because I missed $20. <laughs> Minority communities, we're not seeing the improvement. Uh, I, I, there's inflation with everything, food, gas, insurance prices. I mean, you name it. Bidenomics is not working. It's, it's just a complete mess. It's a disaster, especially here in New York City. We're feeling it very hard. If you could say anything to Biden right now who says that the economy is improving, especially in black and brown communities, what would you say to him? That's lies. I believe that's lies. Heavy lies on that, for sure. Do you think that somebody else besides Biden should be president? Yes, Next of time? course. Of who? course. Uh, bring back Trump. Tell me why. Um, we want all we want. We have money. We have money when Trump was president. Free my son Trump. Free my son Trump. Trump 2024, everybody. Trump 2024. That's crazy. And we're here. And we're here in the Bronx. I'm gonna vote for Trump if he runs because I feel like it was much better when he was here financially for everybody, not just me for everybody. I'm definitely voting for Donald Trump. He made sure we had money in our pockets. <laughs> he was for the people. He made sure we had what we needed.
I feel like everything will go back to how it was. I mean, ever since he's been out of office, everything's declined. When Trump was president, my life was good. Economical-wise, I was doing so much better. They're saying it's going to be Biden-Trump, so who will you vote for? Oh, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to go for Trump. Sorry. I'm going to go for Trump. Trump. Always Trump. Here, let me see. Who are you voting for? Trump. Feeling the pain of price hikes is one thing, but the show of open support for former President Donald J. Trump on the streets of the Bronx was very surprising. And it's the sort of thing that has Biden campaign strategists looking very carefully at the messaging around Bidenomics as we get closer to 2024. Reporting for Newsmax from the streets of the Bronx, New York, I'm Cara Castronova. The fucking Bronx. Fucking Bronx. The fucking Bronx, the fucking Bronx voted 83% for Biden. They couldn't find motherfuckers on the street to say that they would vote for Biden now. Bro, these people don't understand what's coming. They have no idea what's coming. Do you think a single one of those people would ever vote for Ron DeSantis? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no, especially after some of these clips we've seen. Randy, did you see this clip that came out from DeSantis yesterday? Yes. This was his this was his pre-debate hype speech. I don't know if you saw it, Randy, but you gotta check this one out. And that would have devastating effects on people in Iowa as well as throughout the country if we Californicated. Fornicate? Wait a minute, that's not the right clip. That's not the right clip. We Californicated. That's not the right clip. The entire United States of America. I love that clip, but that's not the right one. <laughs> that's always the right one. Where's my Hugh White clip? That was the wrong one. Where's my Hugh White clip? I had a clip, Randy. It was uh, really egregious. Have he resent it. That's a good word. I like that word, egregious. It's gone. I don't know where it went. Where's my Hugh White clip? I'm so mad right now. I don't like when I get... See, this is the problem when I have to fucking guess at what I'm about to play and look at, right? Like, if I don't get into this chair... All these clips look the same. There was a clip. I don't know where it went. I had set that joke up perfectly. It's all gone now. It's ruined. It's fucking ruined. Absolutely ruined. Also, I want to say a special shout out to uh, to Jason, Dilly 300 member. He has made our MAGA Devil Dogs dreams come true. And our MAGA Devil Dog will be going to uh, Miami with us to spend some time together. Woo! So, I'm very Woo! happy about that. Yeah! I'm so upset right now, though. My joke was money. Thank you, Phantom Chateau. I had a joke set up. I have to re- reenact the whole fucking thing now. Can you do it? Yeah, can you believe that, Randy? Can Gotta set it? the whole thing back up. That's messed up. <sighs> Hey, Randy. What? So DeSantis had a pre-debate interview that was super weird. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Okay. As a matter of fact, it was downright uncomfortable. I'm Ron DeSantis. Tune in tonight to watch my debate with California Governor Gavin Newsom. The loser has to suck the other's dick. And so does the winner. See? Do you see how it's...
was good. It ruined his meme. No, it didn't. It was a great meme. I laughed. I like it. The loser has to suck the winner's dick, and so does the winner. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, if you wanted to watch a really, uh, I think, interesting uh, perspective of last night's debate, all you had to do was tune into Phantom Shadow's uh, perspective. Did you see this yet, Randy? No. Enjoy. Administration. Well, last three years. Just a prick I want to see. 3.9%. Break is on. There's no action here. What am I watching? Two fucking fags? Kill a fucking Indian. Not admit it. Why don't you right, admit that you're running? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if. <laughs> Please crap. I just want you to know, Randy, that Phantom is one of our most mature memers. Super he's, mature. He's all about, like, his his stuff is almost, you got to have, like, a really high IQ to be able to understand the nuanced hilarity of his uh, jokes. He likes Very to be, nuanced. yeah, it's, it can be a little bit, it can be a little bit over most people's heads, okay? I admit, sometimes. <laughs> Randy. Is willing to solve this problem. Is there Joe Biden? <laughs> is willing to solve this problem. I won the debate. Yeah, you did great, Ron. You so definitely did so good, man. Everybody really is cheering you. They're not booing. Look, it was so bad, Randy, that even President Trump was shit posting this morning about it. Randy, have you seen this on Instagram? No. Oh Lord. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I shared this. Here we go. Yeah. All right, welcome back to debates that nobody really gives a shit about. I'm your host, Sean Hannity, and tonight we have the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, and Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. Let's begin. All right, first question. Have you ever betrayed the greatest president to ever live and President Donald J. Trump? <laughs> no. Uh, what kind of question is that? What the hell? Very simple question, but let's try the next one. Are you a short, insecure little man that likes to wear lifts inside your cowboy boots yes or no answer please nope you know what my wife bought me those lifts and i happen to like them okay he's even using a stepping stool i can see it from over here governor we clearly <laughs> said no step stools you either get off of it or you're leaving this stage right now Slightly embarrassing. Good. I really like that one. That's a little embarrassing. Also, Dan Scavino followed uh, last night's shenanigans with this doozy from this morning. And I just lo I love the shit posting. I really do. It's It warms my cockles. Um, Randy, I don't know if you saw this one. Dan posted it this morning on his Twitter page. Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. So, Randy, I have to tell you something crazy. Tell me. There's conversations happening all over this country. Yes, sir. And uh, Dilly 300 are reporting back to me something that I didn't think any of us would uh, hear. What? There are Dilly 300 members contacting me every day telling me that family members who were never Trump shit libs, I mean flaming shit libs, have told them they intend on voting Trump. I've been hearing a lot of that. 
And the rationale is I can't, I won't survive if Biden wins. Yep. So apparently America, Randy, likes eating food more than virtue signaling about Biden. Who fucking knew? Every day. And it's in the polls. Like you, It's one thing to only have this on the street, but you've got it in both places now. The Bronx is voting Trump. Liberals, even highbrow shit libs, are stressing because they cannot afford groceries. What we've learned, Randy, is that apparently virtue signaling does have a, a limit, and that limit is skipping meals. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that missing lunch every day for two years would make you less liberal? Gotta get hungry. Fuck. What an incredible... Wow. So you're saying that you don't like being able to... Uh, or not being able to eat lunch every day and having to include some type of uh, cheap rice every fucking meal so you could have some type of feeling of, of being full. Uh-oh, rice expensive now. Phantom, you heard this somewhere before? Who... Who talked about food and meals being skipped in the, uh, I don't know. I don't know who that was. I don't remember who said that. Who said that? I don't know. I don't know. It was always this conversation. I was like, because people don't understand shit. They'll give up cars. They'll give up houses. Blame this. Blame that. Everything's all well and good right up until you start feeling a little hungry and you can't get something. All of a sudden, you're like, I'm fucking hungry. And you're like, yeah, me too. And you're like, you need to get something? And you're like, I can't afford it. And like, oh. You gonna vote Biden again? I'm like, fuck no. No, I'm not. Here's what I'm gonna tell you, Randy. You want me to say something really controversial, Randy? Yes. The only people that are gonna support Biden in 2024 are gonna be Democrats over a certain financial threshold, and everyone else True. is gonna vote Trump. That's how Marxism works, Brendan. That is how Marxism works, Randy. Democrats pulling down over 200,000 are still going to vote for, for uh, Biden. And everyone else in America is going to vote for Trump. True. I don't know what to tell you. We're, we're on the verge of something I believe will be historic. And we just got to keep the pedal down all the way. No days off. We grind. We, we count our blessings. And I actually do want to take a moment to count our blessings. So I want to tell you guys a story. And I don't think uh, I don't think you would mind, Randy. Can I tell you a story? Me? Yes, I want to tell you a story. Okay, here's what happened, Randy. I'm listening. The meme team, a handful of memers, wanted to join us down at Trump Doral in Miami. Yes. One of those memers who is uh, historically, historically a fucking workaholic is named MAGA Devil Dog. And MAGA Devil Dog was like, you know what? I think I really want to go hang out with you guys. I never get to go to these events because MAGA Devil Dog is way the fuck out in the Pacific Northwest. 
and uh, and we said, dude, let's go. So he started shopping for airline tickets. And as you guys probably can imagine, going from where the fuck over there to where the fuck down over here is extremely expensive. It's very expensive for anybody. I don't give a shit who you are. Yeah. And I told him this morning, I said, we're going to solve this. We will find a solution. You watch. You watch. God will solve this. And then, Randy, what happened? Boom. Same night. Got well, solved. hold on, Randy. Oh. You got an email that she forwarded to me. And it was from an incredible Dilly 300 Patriot. That's right. Yes, I did. His name was Jason. And Jason is from the same area. Pretty close. I mean, they're hours apart, but they're in the same state. And Jason expressed an interest in tithing this year to someone in the either the Dilly 300 or a Dilly meme team member at the exact same time that we realized we had a little bit of a shortfall on uh, airline cost. Literally, the guys from the same state. I connected the two during the show, as you guys all saw, and Jason has delivered and is going to make it possible for MAGA Devil Dog to hang out with us for a few days at Trump Doral. Woo! I helped facilitate a miracle, Brendan. But this is like how it works. And I told Devil Dog, I go, what? I go, dude, are you shitting me? I go, the guy is local, like he's in your area and he's looking for somebody in your area that you wanted to tithe and help out. Yeah, it's that he time of year. emailed the same day, like, I just want to help somebody in the 300. Yeah, like, and, and, the and I emailed him immediately this morning. I said, I have the perfect person for you. He's a veteran. He's a badass. He never asks for shit. And he would really, I think, appreciate this. And it's just a really beautiful thing. And this is like, I've, I've been able to observe this um, because I have the I sit in this chair. So I get to see all of this all the time. And, it, and it's overwhelming. But I wanted to share this one with you guys because we're, you know, the Dilly Show, for me, part of it is showing miracles because I think it's, um, seeing is sometimes believing. And like last week, we, threw, we, we had a miracle, Randy, right? Yes. I threw up a Hail Mary on the show and was like, let's see what happens, guys. And I did it in front of all of you. Coming up aces. But we pray and we pray and we ask for these types of situations where we want to be able to intervene into other people's lives and be a blessing to them. And Jason happened to be believing and in, 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 in was like, I would like to, to be a gift to somebody this holiday season. God was talking to him. And Devil Dog, again, and he went outside of his comfort zone as well because two things. He doesn't like to accept any kind of gifts. Nope. And two, he doesn't really like to venture out far away from his house. And for some reason, he was feeling a pull to come to this event. And lo and behold, he also got to participate in somebody else's opportunity to do a good thing. It's perfect. It's really, a, it's a wonderful thing. Woo! So I want to share this with you guys because I think it's, uh, miracles happen every single day. You never know where they're going to come from. You don't know what they're going to, you know, what the packaging looks like. And I wanted to share that with you guys because I think it's a really great story. And now... Um, and now we've got a nice little crew that's going to be hanging out with uh, the Dilly Meme team, with the Beard Vet crew, and then we're going to be on the golf course uh, while President Trump and uh, his his you know his crew are golfing. I'm so excited, Brandon. I haven't got to call Devil Dog gay to his face in like almost. I know, I know. Well, he's been giving the he's been doing the pterodactyl on one and two people at a time because wow. he couldn't find a third. 
Now, I got to tell you something else that's a miracle. You, don't, you might not know this little detail. Devil Dog opted to do something, Randy. Wait, what? Instead of flying directly into Miami, guess what he did? Is he going to link up with Miguel? No, it's even better. He's flying directly into Orlando, and he's going to ride down with Magical Trevor and his lovely wife. Oh, hell yeah. So they're going to get to hang out in the car for a few hours on their way down. Woo! To hang out. So I thought that was really cool. That is awesome. I'm so excited. We should find a way to get Brandy to come visit. <laughs> Why, isn't Brandy She's not coming. Why isn't Brandy coming? I don't know, but I just thought it was funny because we could. Once we do this, we troll the shit out of them, right? We got to do this. I want Brandy to come. We would like Brandy their D's come down. <laughs> yeah, bring those titties, girl. <laughs> you know what? You got to give Brandy a lot of shit because she trolls us with her memes constantly. Because she makes a lot of poop and wiener memes. <laughs> she makes a lot of poop and wiener memes so anytime we get a chance to like fucking troll her back you gotta do it you gotta have like you know what I'm saying you gotta like give her a hard time well that's you gotta do that <laughs> hard time for those hard nipples yes alright let's see what else do I want to get into here um <clears throat> yeah, I'm not talking about that I'll talk about this there was also a revelation yesterday that shocked people. And frankly, I think it definitely was a little bit of a, it was deliberate. I, I think it fucked up DeSantis's nugget. Randy, do you know what it is? Huh. Yesterday, before DeSantis took the stage. Did Tucker Carlson admit that he kicked his dog? No. It's worse than that. No, Tucker didn't. Remember it was DeSantis. No, kicked oh, yeah. Carlson's dog. No, it's actually better than that. Are you ready, Randy? Here we go. I mean, I've always agreed with Trump's policies, always. And I lost friends over it. Um, but, and I've never really actively supported anybody because it's not my job to actively support people. I watch, you know, I like to watch. Um, but I'm a voyeur. Yeah. But I became an active Trump supporter when they raided Mar-a-Lago last Wait, summer. Wait, what? Summer of 2022. That, that, that's, that can't stand. No, that can't. And that I was something. agree with Trump on a lot. But even if I disagreed with Trump on a lot, I'd still be a Trump supporter because you cannot allow that. You cannot allow the, you know, the regime, the president of the United States to use the Justice Department to knock the front runner out of the race. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. So it's bigger than Trump. It's bigger than Biden. It's a question of, you know, do you want to live in a free country with a functioning justice system? You know, that's exactly. And right. so I'm voting for Trump. And if they convict him, I will send him the max donations and I will lead protests. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Because, too. and by the way, if I thought that he had committed some real crime, I wouldn't feel that way, but he didn't. He and Biden are both found with classified documents at home along with every other former high level federal official in history, but only Trump is indicted. Like, tell me how that works. Oh, shut up. Okay. And, and Biden is the one who did it illegally because he was never president when he did it. Do you think Dick Cheney brought home any like classified Iraq war documents and showed them to his wife? In 2003, yes is the answer. So, <clears throat> you're just about to take the stage. And on the day you're going to take the stage, arguably the most influential, I would say, conservative talk show figurehead publicly endorses your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Carlson's on the Trump train. What do you want me to say? Hey, it's a general election. We will accept everyone onto the Trump train. Yes, we will. Tucker Carlson included. 
I can't even poke a hole in anything. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. And what do you say, Randy? Fuck yeah. Trump 2024, that's what I say. That's what I say as well, Randy. That's what I say as well. Tucker Carlson endorses Trump the day DeSantis has to go argue with Gavin Newsom. That is so embarrassing for DeSantis. And you know what? He is a fucking loser. He's a fucking loser. And we all know it. And we've always known it. Especially once we started digging into him. Super embarrassing. Super embarrassing, Randy. All right. You guys want to do some Q&A Friday? I actually got some really good questions this week. Some that are going to require long answers and I want to help. So I think we should do that. Do I have any other memes I skipped? I don't know. I played as much as I can. I don't think I've. You know what, Randy? I want to play this one. Only because it's a really, uh, it's a chill meme by Lauren Eve. And everybody loves those. I love those. Those are all the vibes. So we'll play one of these because it is, we're in the spirit of the season. Yay! And, uh, and then we'll come back with Q&A Friday. How's that sound? Yay! Okay, good. So good. That was so relaxing. I know. It was very chill. Kind of resetting the show before we start Q&A Friday. Isn't that great? Wait a minute. You know what? You're right, C3P memes. He made me a meme, and I don't know where I put it. Thank you for reminding me, C3P memes. He's like, I guess Dilly's not a fan of this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, I am. And I just realized I'm missing it. Sorry, C3P. I know. He's had a, he's kind of had a rough week this week. Pr- thoughts and prayers for C3P memes. Aww. Yeah, he's had a rough week. Him and his wife. and They've been going through it with friends and family and just having a hard time. And they're wonderful people. So We love you guys. Say a prayer for, for the C3P meme family. They're wonderful people. And they've been, they've been getting tested this week. So all the prayers appreciated. <clears throat> all right, hold on. He sent me a meme. Where did my meme go? It's super creepy too, by the way. Maybe that's the one that wouldn't play. I think it was the one that wouldn't play, Randy. I had an issue with my system earlier today. You want to watch it real quick, Randy? It's a short one. It's a quick hitter that's really funny. Yes, hell yeah. Then we'll do Q&A Friday. Hell yeah. The blue room behind me features the official White House Christmas tree. (laughs) A stunning creation covered in holiday cheer 
from across the country, and I'm sure you all walked in, and the first thing you did was look for your state, right? <laughs> you know what's funny about that is like Alice Cooper's actually pretty based. Like he's a cool ass dude. I don't know if he's a liberal or a conservative, but that bitch does look just like him. <laughs> Uh, poor Alice. He's like, hey, what the fuck? What I never do to you guys? That's okay. Endorse Trump. We'll stop making those memes, bro. Fair trade. There it is. That's how it goes, Alice Cooper. If you want us to stop comparing uh, Jill Jill Biden to you, you got to endorse Trump and call it a day. Hey, do you guys want to see something that I shouldn't post? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. This would have me rolling. Someone replied to me today. Um, Actually, they were replying to Miguel Afornia. I was just scrolling the replies. And some memes that, like, people create are just really random and funny. This one, I, uh, me and Mike literally had tears rolling down our faces when I sent it to him. Ah, uh, I'm Ron DeSantis. Ah, uh, I'm fucking gay. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was so damn funny. Uh, probably because I'm 12, but that is the funniest fucking meme. I saw this and I couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, that is, it's genius. It's absolutely genius. It is. Oh God, I know. All right, okay. Q and A Friday. I don't. I don't want to not have time for people. Hey, Randy. I think um, the daughter's checking on me. Let me see here. Hold on. She probably wants to know if you're wanting her to pick up Dad. Yeah. Oh boy, DeSantis Super PAC suffers another big staff loss. This time, it's chairman. The departure of Adam Laxall, a longtime friend of the Florida governor, is the latest shakeup inside of the Never Back Down uh, as it faces questions over the group's strategy and spending. They're toast. They're cooked. Thank you, Mike. I love that that came out the day after the debate. He's, tell, me, tell us how well it went. Yeah, he, he's done. He's absolutely done. Dude is screwed. And uh, we're all going to sit back and laugh our fucking balls off at I it. Have good news. What? I'm done editing the photos for the peril. Oh, good. Okay. You want me to send them to Trevor? Yeah, give them to Trevor, and Trev can play with them for, for next week, okay? Yeah. Thank you, honey. Trev will love those. He, he'll get a kick out of that. Okay, here we go. Okay, Q&A Friday, everyone. You guys good? You want to hang out? All right. I hope you guys want to hang out. I've been waiting to do these questions this week. What the fuck? All right, here we go. Who was the singer... Of the Apple Cart song in the meme on Tuesday by McGalifornia. I don't know. Mike, can you help us out here? I'm going to check the chat. Who is the singer of the Apple Cart meme on Tuesday that McGalifornia made? I have no idea. Randy, do you know? I don't know. Is Mike in the chat? Can he tell us? I'm hoping. I don't know that we know. I, I don't I don't know what it is. All right. Jimmy Lee. Thank you, Mike. Uh, it's the name of the singer is Jimmy Lee. Thank you, McGalifornia. I never would have guessed that. Uh Dilly, my birthday is the first. 
and every year I have you tell me to fuck off for my birthday, and it means a lot. <laughs> but my question is, how do I get in contact with the sticker guy to make me a banner that can get into the New Year's Eve 49ers game? MyPresident.store. Yes. Um, I want it to read Trump won. The game is in Washington. Okay. Um, MyPresident.store. Hey, Randy, we're getting a phone call. From whom? Hi, this is The Dilly Show. Hi, it's Jimmy Lee. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Who the hell is Did Jimmy Lee? Wait, you're good? Yeah, we're going to Miami, so it's cool. You, you and the wife? Yeah. Mrs. Beatty's coming? Oh, that's excellent. I'm so happy to hear that, bro. That's that's a Christmas miracle. I love you, brother. Appreciate you. That was great. That was a good news. Yay! Okay. So, um, first of all, happy birthday and fuck off, uh, Daryl. And second of all, mypresident.store is the website. I don't know if he's got it back live, but he will have it soon. Right, Randy? Yes. Okay. Holy shit. This lady, God bless you. She's like, I can't change the font. I hope it's not tiny. <laughs> Randy, it's the smallest font anyone's ever sent to me. <laughs> Do you want me to read it for you? It's literally. Okay, I'll read it for you. Hold on. It's literally a size. It's got to be four. Oh my God. It might be a four font, Randy. Let me see. Oh, wow. That's small. Okay, no, I don't want you to read it because I don't know if she might say something that's not supposed to be said. It's really tiny. It's not a Q&A question. It's, it's just really nice feedback. Oh, it's just a nice email? Yeah, you should save that and read it after the show. It's really nice. Okay, I'm going to read it after the show, guys, because I can't. Oh, hey, Randy, show your sweater. I don't think people have seen that one. Sweater. Hey, you and Brandy have something in common. Oh, these? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, there you go. Good for you, Brandy. Those are impressive high beams. There you go. Look at Randy's got her dilly thread. Move your hair, bro. Come on, we're trying to like show off. Yeah, it's great. Why are you standing like that? Stop it. Stop it, Randy. You look like a sock on the floor. <laughs> I feel like a sock on the floor. Okay. <laughs> All right. You can go back over there. Thank you. You're in my shot. There. You're, now you can see. You're wrecking my lights. Get the fuck out. I'm about to have my Christian Bale moment. What's that? You're ruining my shot. Get the fuck out. You're fucking my lights up. <laughs> All right. Stop here. it. It's about the fans. Out of here. Come on, All right. Guys. Yes. Move Move you and your dog. All right. You're trashing my lights, man. <laughs> You're trashing my fucking lights. Okay. I have to eat lunch. I'm starving. All right. I love you. Take love your dog. You. Actually, Red, will he come over and say hi to the audience? Come on, Red, come say hi. You guys want to say hi to the dog real quick before we do Q&A Friday? Come here, baby. I mean, I got into it, but here. Come here, Red. So you guys can say hi to Red. <laughs> he's doing much better. He doesn't have the cone on his head no more because he's feeling better. Here. There he is. There he is. He's extremely handsome. He's like, am I on the TV? Okay, get him out of here. Come on, He's baby. so cute. Go give him a treat for being a good boy. Treat, Do not unplug anything or both of you will be never coming back again. <laughs> Let's go get treats. All right, Yay. there you go. Oh, Bob, her treat. 
Yeah, there's the dog. There's there's Red. Yeah, he's doing good. He got neutered a couple weeks ago. He's feeling. He's all almost all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. He's being. He's being a good boy. All right. Um, I actually have some really good questions. I want to get into these. I'm gonna focus. Um, we saw that. Dilly, just out of curiosity and from your personal experience, which age demographic demographic are the worst drivers you deal with? Uh, you know what? And this isn't their fault. The worst drivers are always going to be older people. And that's not their fault. I'm actually a lot more tolerant than you might think. Um, elderly people, the world's moving. I can't imagine what it must be like to be somebody, <clears throat> you know, in, in their senior years in a world that moves this fast. I know you'd expect me to be a prick because of how I am about my driving and I'm actually not on this topic. I, I'm actually, I really, really like elderly people, uh, senior citizens. Um, I'm actually quite sweet to them and I can't imagine how it must feel to try and navigate a world that moves at the speed this one does. So, I don't really have a worse age demographic other than obviously if you come from a world where 55 was the speed limit most of your life and then it's now everybody does 80 and 90. And if you come from a world where, uh, you know, you, you're at an age where your motor skills have diminished, uh, you're probably not gonna be the best driver. So there you go. That's, that's the worst. It's not close. Okay. Um, we have some VIPs, by the way, for the Iowa rally. Dilly 300 members are going to be VIP for the Cedar Rapids rally. Congratulations. And at least one uh, Dilly meme team member. He's our official Iowa rep out there. Mr. William of Occam. He'll be there as well. Okay, here we go. Brandon, what is the heaviest hitting linebacker in the, who is the heaviest hitting linebacker in the league right now? Ooh, heavy hitting linebacker. They've almost completely taken hitting out of the league. The best middle linebacker in the NFL right now, it's not close, is Fred Warner. Um, that's middle linebacker. Um, obviously, Micah Parsons plays like outside and sometimes lines up at defensive end. He's all over the place. Micah is obviously one of the best as well. Fred Fred is capable of laying wood. The only thing that happens with Fred Warner is he's a little bit tall. And so sometimes his pad level is not as low as you'd like. So that's my opinion. All right. I think I think Fred Warner is the best all-around linebacker in the NFL, bar none, not close. Uh, a guy that you could drop into coverage or rush the passer or fucking play the run. It's not close. And he's durable as fuck. Fred Warner has just been, I mean, he's been an all pro for years. And uh, so there you go. But as far as laying wood, the thing that's hard is they've legislated that shit out of the league. It's made it really, really bad. Um, I don't know. I, I t There's a few good ones. There's a, there's a few like solid linebackers that'll lay the, lay, fucking lay your ass out. But, I think Fred's the best, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, Dilly. Love the show. <clears throat> I've been a listener since your days on Periscope. Especially love listening to you and Randy together. Thanks. You always make me laugh. I was wondering, how did you two meet? Uh, we met on the internet. If you've been watching that long, I've told this story like a bunch of times. We met on, I was, uh, we were using, uh, what's the, well, now I'm drawing the blank on the app. I haven't used the app in forever. We met on one of the dating apps. It was a, it was a hookup app. <clears throat> yeah. It's probably, it's probably Tinder. Tinder is what it was called. So back in the day, uh, I used to give dating advice and I was swiping on uh, accounts to flirt with and then I would screenshot the conversations and crop out the people's pictures and then I was using those to show people how to pick up women until I saw Randy's profile. <clears throat> yeah, I've shown this on the show. Yeah, it was Tinder. Tinder back in 2014. It was total happenstance. It was amazing. So there you go. Yeah, it was Tinder back in the day. Dilly, were you ever into any of the Need for Speed, Forza, or Hot Wheels games? Gran Turismo. Um, I, Need for Speed was probably the first one. I mean, that's old school. But then eventually it became Gran Turismo was my shit. That was my jam. In the 90s, by the late 90s, I was playing Gran Turismo. Love that game. Uh, what do you and your family typically start? When do you typically start decorating your house for Christmas? Usually it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. We went and got the Christmas tree, but Randy and the kids have been so busy this week. It's been crazy. We haven't actually decorated the tree or the house yet. I believe that's happening today. Yep. Randy says today. I love that Magical Trevor is a gaming nerd like me. He says, need for speed on my Commodore 64. Fuck, bro. Fuck. Trev, Trev, most underrated gaming system of the 90s. Fucking Sega Saturn, bro. Sega Saturn. So underrated. I have no idea why it failed. I love, first of all, Sega Genesis was the shit. So was Super Nintendo. But Sega Saturn, highly underrated. I loved a good Saturn. Let's see what he says. I want, to, I want to hear his perspective on the Sega Saturn. So underrated. I was a gaming nerd for sure. Yep, see, he told you, told you. I knew he was a gaming nerd like me. He said Sega Saturn was the shit. Sega CD was bonk, dude. Sega Saturn was where it was at. Sega Saturn was the shit, and I don't know why it failed. Dreamcast. Yeah, there's another good one. There's another good one. Fuck. Me and the homies, though. Nintendo 64 Goldeneye. What's up, bro? What's up? Nintendo 64 Goldeneye. And then the other one that I used to love, I will never get over it. Super Nintendo. No, yeah, Super Nintendo. No, Nintendo 64. Remember Nintendo 64 WrestleMania, and you'd be hitting the dude in the head? And then if you hit him hard enough and enough times and his, his life bar got low enough, you'd hit him and his fucking head would split with blood. He'd be like, ah! me and my buddies used to lose our shit. We'd lose our shit when he finally split someone's wig. We're like, I'm going to bust him. I'm going to bust him. You're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And then you'd hit him just right. Pop. And his fucking head would split. 
Oh, down he goes, dude. And we would literally, we would literally go ape shit. Like you'd have a room with like eight or nine teenage boys. And as soon as you split the guy's head, everyone would be like, oh, fucking lose. Just being assholes to each other. We were so hyper competitive. It's one of the things that I actually am sad about this generation is I don't know that they have that. We were hyper competitive. We were so fucking competitive about everything. Everything, dude. Like, I think that's how I ended up the way I am. We were like, we, we never weren't competing. Hey, fucking, hey, where are we walking? Right there, end of the street. I'll fucking race you. Do that. You could literally be taking off in a, competi a competitive race at any moment. <clears throat> you <clears throat> where are we going? That house? Third house. Fucking let's go. Dude, you wouldn't even say anything. You just start taking off running. We were so fucking competitive. We would fight over video games. We would fight over video games. And I see, I see in my sons, they're pretty competitive that way. They're starting to get that way. Phoenix is especially competitive. He's always been that way. But Kanan's getting that way too. Kind of shit talking. Shit talking. I like a good shit talking. Let's get some, bro. I fucking believe in that shit. I believe in competition. I believe in... We'd be wrestling and shit in the living room. Fucking... Ah, put you in a sleeper hole. Ah, you gonna cheat anymore? You gonna unplug my controller again? I don't know, man. I don't know if the kids are like that. It doesn't seem like they are. But we were super fucking competitive about everything. Everything. And it's weird because they call it bullying now. Fucking one of your boys wore some stupid shit. Like, dude, what are you wearing, bro? What the fuck are you wearing? You look retarded. Why would you say that? That you're one of your friends, right? Why you, you, you're here to self-esteem. No, dude, fucking go fix your fucking clothes. We're not, you're not wearing that, bro. We're not going to a party with you wearing that. Go grab a shirt. Go get a fucking shirt. We're not going to a party with you like that. I'm dead ass serious. And it was good. It, it's good because you go, oh, shit. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. I look ridiculous. And sometimes it was you. Like, Brandon, you can't fucking wear that. Why? You look stupid. You can't wear that to this fucking where we're going. Oh, seriously? Yeah, here, dude, just borrow my shoes. Okay. Ultra competitive. Everything. Women, money, clothes, video games, sports. Sports don't even get me started. We'd break each other's fucking arms. That's not hyperbole. Breaking shit all the time. I remember one time my good friend Jared dislocated his fucking toe playing football with us. And he was a hoss. He was from Texas. He fucking dislocated that little pinky toe playing front yard football. That motherfucker was like, boop. He jumped on his bike. He's like, I gotta go. We're like, he's, we're like, what happened? He's like, I gotta go. And we saw him riding off. His fucking toe was hanging. He was barefoot. Riding, riding home, playing front yard football. Little pinky toe just hanging out the side. We're like, where did, where's Jared going? I gotta go, guys. Maybe five minutes later, his mom drives past in their van with him in the front seat with his foot hanging out the window with that fucking toe dangling on their way to the ER. Yeah, dislocated that motherfucker. It was this way. It was like, I'm a toe. Ultra competitive. Everything. Everything all the time. We were cheering for him, obviously. We're like, oh, shit. Just tell you, that was where we did. I don't know. I don't know where people stopped being that way. It's good for you. 
All right, here we go. We got an important business question that I am not qualified to answer and I'm not a professional and this is not business advice. Ready? Brennan, good morning. I'm getting squeezed out of my position. I have a $350,000 condo in Florida with a 2.99% interest rate and a $1,200 mortgage. The HOA and Condo Associates Association, to be exact, dues keep rising 1500 a quarter and 498 a quarter for the Masters Association. So quarterly dues are $2,000. Now they're doing uh, doling out an assessment in January of 1000 bucks. The association is underfunded for years. It is becoming untenable for this single mom. Do I sell my condo, lose my position, or try to hang on, lease it out, and try to buy elsewhere? Is there even a solution? Okay. $350,000 condo, 2.99% interest, poorly run HOA. There is a solution. In my opinion, you do not give up that condo. Now, I don't know what your, here's the thing I don't know. I don't know where it's at. I don't know what your location, your condo is. Is it a good view? Is it a, in a desirable city? Okay. Now there's a few things we can do in the meantime. Number one, Phantom Shadows got it correct. Number one, you join the HOA board. That's first. Okay. You've got to join the board. Okay. However, in the meantime, there's other things that need to be happening. Short term. Short term, the benefit of condo ownership is that condos are some of the easiest to rent out for uh, events, okay? Turnkey, it's easy. People show up, they type in their little fucking code, they go inside your condo, they're there, right? They're like, it's easy. And then they, when they leave, they leave. So in my opinion, depending on what your condo's location is, and I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's just some boring residential spot or if you're in a city that's desirable, I would 100% look at Airbnb that thing at least a couple of uh weekends a month. Now the reason you can I would say this is like you can make enough money in a single weekend to cover your HOA dues for an entire quarter. Like imagine if you could lease it out, and I don't know your location, but if you, you'd go the Airbnb route, you could potentially lease this thing out for a couple of weekends a month and pay for the entire year. That's what I would probably do. I would go the Airbnb route. I think it's easy. It's not that difficult to uh, lease a condo through Airbnb. You could be very competitive with the pricing. Um, I wouldn't want to give up that 2.99% interest, uh, interest rate on a 30-year fixed. I would definitely be joining the HOA board and getting an influence. I would be taking the bull by the horns on that one, 100%. Those are the two ways you solve it. You just need a little bit more money coming in to bridge you until you can make changes from the inside. Got it? All right, good talk. I hope that helps. I don't. By the way, there's a lot of mixed positions on HOAs. And I love you guys. I don't have to tell you. I'm, I'm actually not... I'm not opposed to HOAs. I think that it is a, it's an incumbent upon you 
to read the HOA bylaws before you move in so you don't have a problem. That's number one. Don't be, don't make it someone else's fault the HOA had rules for 25 years before you moved in. But I like HOAs because I'm sorry, dude. Fucking neighbors can be retarded. And I don't like having to fucking police my neighbors on stupid shit. Like a lot of people, you gotta remember, I, I always look at real estate from an investment standpoint. And HOAs allow you to maintain the values of the fucking community. Because people without HOAs, I'm not trying to build my dream home next to a fucking shanty where the guy's got 15 piece of shit cars on fire in the front yard every year. So I don't really even feel bad for you guys when you cry about HOA shit. It's sort of buyer beware, bro. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And the thing is, and I understand the logic of it. You guys go, like someone says, I don't like being told what to do. I agree. And I don't like living next to people that ruin the value of my property because they're fucking trashy. I don't know what to tell you. I think HOAs don't make sense for certain locations. But if you live in anything that's even semi-metropolitan, dude, I don't know what to tell you. If, if Americans took more pride in their ownership, maybe I would be less uh, pro-HOA. And that's the thing is you have the option. You can go. We all know what it looks like. You, the reason you buy in HOA communities is because they're cleaner than the non-HOA. I don't even have to make that argument. You guys all know it. That's what ropes you in is you pull into the neighborhood and go, oh my God, everything's clean. Everything's clean. It's all uniform. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's because the HOA. And we all know what you guys think when you pull into that neighborhood. You go, now there isn't an HOA here. So, and then you're completely, you're in completely praying to God that it's a neighborhood where the neighbors actually give a shit about the property. That's the sad part. Because you'll go, oh, I don't want an HOA. And then you move next to that fucking crazy bastard that's got six cars on his front lawn he's working on and your values just crater. And then you're like, oh shit. So I don't have a problem with it. I think you need to be, you need to be educated. You need to read the bylaws and make sure that they fit your lifestyle. And if they don't, don't fucking buy there. It's not complicated. It's not. You just look and go, oh yeah, I don't want to live there. That, the rules don't work for me. So what? Fucking move on. Good for you. I just don't like the attitude around it because everybody pretends they were like forced into an HOA. And it's just another way of like basically pretending you're a victim. I'm not talking about the lady that emailed me. Obviously, them raising rates, that sucks. But but if you in pro if you move into an HOA and then start crying about the rules, you're an idiot. You feel me? Like if you moved in to an HOA and didn't read the fucking bylaws and now you have problems with them, literally, I don't know what to tell you. Like I've been a homeowner and I've lived and run and I've been all around shit. I've had a handful of HOAs that were, a, were an issue. And eventually you realize I shouldn't have moved in here and I should have read the fucking bylaws before I bought. Not that complicated. I mean, we all have, I could give you guys, I've had my own nightmare experiences with HOAs. We've all been there. It's all been there. So don't ever buy in an HOA. It's not complicated. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, let's see what else we got. I hope that helps, honey. Uh... Oh, nice email from Susan. Thank you, Susan. She was saying that she appreciates me talking about uh, that I started in the corner of my bedroom. 
Well, thank you, Susan. I got your email. It was nice. This is a good one. Uh, back in October, I was chat restricted on Rumble after dropping my phone out of my truck. And after going back to see the message and deleting it, I sent a message on there explaining what happened and apologized to you and the mods. I just went on Rumble to chat today since I'm on vacation and I'm still banned. So let me get this straight. Rumble Rumble chat is, is uh, watching. I'm going to go to the Rumble chat for this answer. So you wrote an offensive message on accident because your phone fell out of your truck and it hit send and it sent something that you wouldn't have normally sent? Is that what you're saying to me? Because that's kind of funny. Like, I think that's what you're saying to me. Now, the fact you apologized, uh, we could probably let you back, but that is a really, really ridiculous excuse for why you got banned. Now, maybe that's not what you're saying and I'm misunderstanding you, but that's pretty funny. I, I mean, we'll, if you, you're apologizing, so we should let him back. So uh, that is, all right, mods on Rumble. Please allow... G-S-L-O-W-2-0-0-3 back in the chat. And obviously, if he makes any mistakes again, we'll, we'll ban him. But I think he's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you're, you're, you dropped it in the trio. It was like, wrote, so I don't know what you're saying. Let's see here. Thank you to everybody that sent words of encouragement about me and Randy getting to hang out with Trump. That was obviously a dream. All right, uh, got some feedback that people, uh, my message about Get Safe, Get South is resonating because millions of Americans are moving south. True. That's good. What was the last song that got stuck in your head? I only ever have one song stuck in my head these days. Okay. Only one song ever gets stuck in my head anymore. All right. Oh, yeah, we got a little, I got a little homework that was done too. Not a bot, I see you, bro. It's incredible. Dilly Meme Team, are you guys all present? If you haven't seen his meme, you're going to flip. It's amazing. He did an amazing job. I'm going to answer your question, by the way. I'm just downloading this. Because I don't know if the meme team saw this yet. Have you guys seen Not a Bot's meme? For, for the decades? Or am I, is this, am I ruining the surprise by telling you it's coming on? Oh, you guys already saw it? Okay. Well, I thought it was a surprise. I thought it turned out really good. I'm very proud of him. He did a good job. De Devil Dog hasn't seen it yet? Oh, you guys are going to love this thing. Not a bot. Pro tip. From now on, when you make something this special, don't give it to the meme team in the room. Just let me debut it on the show. They love a good surprise. 
Everybody loves a good surprise. Next time, just fucking wait and let me play it on the show. They love that. Okay, let me answer your question first. The question was, what song, what was the last song that got stuck in my head? It's literally the only song that gets stuck in my head continuously is uh, the John Cardillo cheer song where uh, no, everybody, uh, nobody knows your name and you're an alcoholic fag for fame. It's stuck in my head all the time. That song plays in my head. I don't know. Anytime that if someone mentions his name, all that starts playing is California singing that Cheers song about John Cardildo being an alcoholic. The, the, the lyric, you're an alcoholic fag for fame, might be the funniest fucking lyric in the history of music. It sticks in my head all the time. It just constantly, I'm like, you have to post where nobody knows your name. I mean, that's fucking funny, dude. And it just like, and I know, and you know what, Trev, Mike gives you the credit every time I mention this too. He goes, Magical Trevor wrote those lyrics. I'm like, it's truly beautiful. <laughs> All right. Now, if you guys didn't get to see this yet, Devil Dog hasn't got to see this meme yet. We love surprising memers uh, with other memers work. It's one of our favorite things to do around here. You guys are in for a treat. This is not a bot. This is his vision of the generations and in the decades homework assignment we uh, gave. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We represent the lollipop kill, the lollipop kill, the lollipop kill, and in the name of the Make my wish. Right. I wish I were Promise me my campaign would not end up like this. Would you spend my money on Cardillo? You were always drunk and arguing with people on Twitter. You were picking fights you couldn't win and trying to divide Mega. Have you seen my polls, Cardillo? Every hour, every minute, Trump's lead pulls away from me. I'm so afraid, Cardillo. We had it all and now our careers are about to die. And I'm not ashamed to say the memes from Billy almost made me cry. 
How'd they find out I shit my pants that night? And I did it white, Cardillo. I should have ordered that number three with extra cheese from Wawa. I turn my back on all of you. This I regret. If I had to do the same again, I wouldn't backstab my friend, the Donald. Why the hell I turn my back on my friend? Now he's gonna win, Cardillo. Well done, not a bot. Well done. It was a really funny, it was a really good meme, dude. <laughs> oh. Wasn't that good? Well done, dude. You should be proud of that one. He's the over, where are you at, not a bot? You over on Rumble? You funny son of a bitch. That was good. Everybody liked that one. I knew they were going to love that. That thing is ridiculous. <laughs> dude, everybody adds something different. That's one I love. I love because we got such an eclectic group from all over the country, from all down, uh, all different backgrounds. And so this dude is is fucking quirky as shit. He's our Canadian uh, Dilly Meme Team member, and he's funny as fuck. And he's just different. He's just quirky as hell. He's like, hey, you know what? He'll see things just a little bit different, and, and then it's it's always funny. It's always good. His memes are always good. <laughs> Congratulations, bud. That was really funny. Um, oh, thanks, Kevin, on uh, Subscribestar for the tip. I appreciate the $50, man. That was really generous of you. Thank you. Uh, dear Dilly, can't they keep Joe propped up until Democrat convention and then say that Biden is unfit to run and then put someone else in? No. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. Yes, could they try to replace him? Yes, your issue is the only person you could replace him with legally and not have a big, long, drawn-out fucking legal fight is Kamala. Otherwise, it's Joe on the ballot, it's Kamala on the ballot, and that's it, dude. Brandon, my husband brought up an interesting point this morning and wanted me to share with you. Bill Bitchell complaining about being constipated after a dose of Oxy doesn't constipation occur after prolonged use would make sense why his points are so bizarre look i mean they're all weird uh i it wouldn't doubt i wouldn't doubt it that's kind of sad actually because dude i remember i he was like hella hardcore pro trump and then he started having like legit medical issues and i mean look I, would it surprise me if he got hooked fuck no not at all because he doesn't have anybody to stop him. Like, he ain't got a wife. He ain't got no kids. So, it's just him. So, yeah, if he got hooked on any of that shit, you know, I, I would stand to reason that it'd probably be 
super uh, difficult for him to, to kick it, which is horrible. I hate that guy, but that sucks. I mean, that, that could happen to anybody. At least I think that's how it works, right? I mean, I don't think I'm too far off on saying that. Yeah, I don't know. Also, he might have just forgot to take out his butt plug. He's like, oh, I'm not constipated. I just forgot this giant butt plug. Okay. I've got a good question from somebody who I can't say who it's from. Very smart that you wrote that at the beginning there. Hi, B. In my office, there are seven of us who do exactly the same job and make exactly the same pay. One of our gals retired, and we just found out the new girl was hired is starting out making a larger salary than all of us. <laughs> yeah, welcome to corporate America. We're not supposed to know this. Do you have any suggestions on how our team should handle it? All of us have been in this job for 10 plus years. This happens. I'll tell you a story. One time, there was a lady at Wells Fargo that had been there 25 years. And they made all of us leave the office so they could fire her. So we all had to go to lunch, but not her, which is really, really shady. Now that lady was upset because Wells Fargo was fucking her over, right? But let me tell you something. The, the uh, branch manager was a really nice lady and she wasn't gonna have it go down this way, okay? So what she did was she approached the lady and said, I want you to quit and go find a different job because if you quit at that particular corporation, you were eligible to return one year later. Now, at that job, she was maxed where she could make money. It was like she would only go up incremental, but everybody who were starting her same job was making anywhere from 12 to 18% more than her starting. So what they did, the branch manager, because she was a solid lady, she convinced her to quit. The woman quit and she went and got a different job for one year. And then she reapplied, got the same job and was making almost 30% more than she was when she was fired. You understand? Corporate America is garbage. You are a mercenary. You don't have friends where you work. You don't have any loyalty to the fucking program. You're a goddamn mercenary. What you need to do is go shop your services to the highest bidder. And here's what I tell you. I've told, I don't know how many times I've done this with people coaching. You go in to the new job and you say, they're going to say, what do you make over at your current place? And you say, I currently make, and you inflate it by 10 to 15%. So if you make 60, you tell them you make 66. I make 66 and they say, are you looking to match? And you say, no, I'm not looking for a lateral move. I want to raise. They say, would 76 work? And you go, yes. Now you and I both know if you started, if your real pay was 60 and you got moved all the way to 76, it's a pretty significant pay raise, right? Then what you do, let's say they say, great, we're going to give you the job. So job one pays you 60. You told job two, they pay you 66. So they gave you 76. Then you go back to job one and say, I have accepted a position at job B for 86,000 a year. And they go, oh my God. 
will match. And then you go back to job number two and you say, they've decided to, to uh, give me a raise of eight to 86,000. Will you match it or exceed it? And whatever job B says to you, you move forward with. If they match, you quit the previous job so you have a nice fresh start at 86K. If they exceed it, go to like 90, well, congratulations. I've done this numerous times with clients. I've done this numerous times with clients. Most of you don't know how to get a pay raise and you don't understand leverage. And it's not about how loyal you've been or how nice you are. Hell, half the time it's not even about how good you are. But none of these fucking people, they would cut you in an instance if they realized they could. If, they could, if somebody could take an extra vacation to Cancun this year by firing your ass, they'd do it. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, you're a mercenary. You're a mercenary until you work for something that you love with people that you genuinely love. Now, if you work for a small business, obviously that doesn't apply. Like if you're working for some mom and pop, that's not what we're talking about. But if you work for like a corporation, this is how you operate. Yeah, you, you operate, you're a mercenary. You're in, see, I've always told people you have to have an, an entrepreneur's mindset no matter what you're doing. Because even in a job, you're an entrepreneur. That's why you should never stop shopping your services. Ever, don't ever stop shopping your services. And also, if you figure out how to do something that no one else knows how to do, don't ever tell them how you did it, ever. Ever. It's a mystery, it's a miracle. It's very difficult. Can you train so-and-so on how you did that? I can try, but honestly, probably not. But the biggest thing is you guys are all really susceptible because most Americans, and I love you, but you buy into the fallacy of, of stability. And so the reason you don't really ever stop like progressing in life is because you believe that progressing comes with risk, which it does. But you don't understand that like, the only way up is up. So you just keep rolling, you keep rolling. You keep refining your skills, you keep entering the job, the marketplace, and you keep rolling the dice on you, always. I took a lady from she was making 75,000 a year as a uh, as an architect one time. This was fun. She was a neat lady. She's a single woman, really nice lady from Los Angeles. I took her from 75,000 a year as a, a, a entry-level architect. She had been at the firm like two or three years. We took her to 140K playing the market. Took us five weeks. Kept playing the numbers. They're like, well, what's the new place offering you? She was like, she was going to tell them what the real number was. The real number they were offering was 120, which is a big, big increase. But that, they offered her 120 because she told them that she was making 105 already. <laughs> so I was like, hey, tell the new place you make 105 and it's not enough. So they were like, well, we'll give you 120. And then she went back to the original place and they're like, we'll match. And she's like, that's not enough. They were like, fine, we'll give you 125. And then the day that she, she was going to go back and tell the place on her new hire, the day she was supposed to be new hire paperwork, signed and get trained, she was like, hey, I can't accept the job. They offered me more than you. And the new hire place says, if you'll sign your new hire paperwork right now, we'll give you 140K. 
And she was like, right now. And that was it. She made the decision. Boom. You, you deserve it. You deserve whatever the market can bear. Simple as that. If the market can afford you, it'll pay you. And if it can't, they'll say, I'm sorry, we can't afford you. And that's an honest, that's an honest pushback. They can go, you might, you might go in and go, I want 96. And they go, we, can, we are capped at 92. And you go, well, the other place gave me 96. And they're going to say, well, best of luck, go to 96. So you can tell. But they start out fucking you. And also, pro tip for anybody who's out there in the job market, the only time you will ever have leverage at your job for raises is your very first hire. You'll never have more leverage than the day you start. After that, you're fucked. Because most companies cap you on what you can receive in a raise. So whatever that number is, that starting number, you better make sure that you have maxed and bled that fucking thing out as high as it'll go. Because after that, it's, oh, we do 4% annually. Oh, we do 3%. We do 5%. And you're capped. Joseph, I got you doubled in 2019. Did I really, bro? God damn, I'm good. How'd I do it, Joseph? Tell the story. I've done this so many times, I almost feel bad that I'm not, I'm just glancing down. I have a guy in uh, our YouTube chat telling me that I did this for him in 2019. We doubled his income. Did we really? We doubled your income? Fucking A, bud. How do we do that? I don't even remember. I mean, I, I remember doing this for a lot of people, so I don't remember this particular story right now. I want to know how I did it. How did I double your income, Joe? Was it doing exactly what we're talking about right here? That makes me feel good. Doubling your income is, is nice. Oh, I was coaching you in 2019. Oh, Oh my God, Joseph from Boston. Holy shit, bro. Holy shit, dude. I remember you. I hope you're doing good, young man. That's cool as fuck. I didn't, Joseph, I had no idea you still watched the show, dude. That's awesome. He's based as fuck. As a youngster, he's based as fuck. Yeah, good to see you, man. I had no fucking idea that you were, I haven't seen the YouTube chat in a minute. Like, I'll, I'll miss names. Yeah, thank you, dude. I love you too, bro. Congratulations. That's awesome. I remember that. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. We've used all kinds of maneuvers. The thing is, is like, you got to keep expanding your world, you guys. I was trying to ex explain this even using my own success to show you guys, like, becoming more means becoming more. And I think this is, like, really lost on people. Like, you can still stay you, meaning like the core of what you believe and how you treat people and all that stuff. But if you want to evolve, you have to evolve. Like you guys watch me um, as I go forward in my, my career, whatever the fuck that is. I don't even know. Is it show host? Is it a uh, political operative uh, production uh, owner? I don't know. Do I, is production company owner? I don't know. But what I'm trying to tell you guys is like, you have to keep growing with it. You have to keep stepping your game up. It, the, the real challenge in life is to not let yourself get complacent because everyone does it and then they wonder when the world passes them by and they stop getting what they want. That's why you guys have seen me evolve with my style, right? You've seen my clothing, you know, guy, who, guy who's like, I don't wear suits no matter what, fuck that, to being like, all right, 
I'm going to meet the president of the United States. I got to, out of respect, I got to wear something to being like a guy that's like, I wear custom suits. I invest in myself. I, and believe me, it's still, it's not as much as you guys would think. I mean, my suits are probably, I spend like between five and 700 bucks, which is actually pretty good for a custom. But that's not really the point. The point is, I believe in myself and I'm like, I have to be willing to invest into me and the new version of the next version of me. So I'm always pushing beyond what I'm comfortable with, even from a cost standpoint. Like I'm always pushing, pushing, pushing. Actually, we could use my merch as an example, right? Totally stepped it up. Shout out to the, the homie Kenny over at Beard Vet, sourced the uh, All-American, the merch for us. It's more expensive for you guys, a little more, it's a lot more expensive for me. But the end result is we all get to benefit from a higher quality of living. It's higher quality. It's going to feel better on you. But you got to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. So to the young person, the wonderful person that was just asking me about their job where a new person just exceeded your pay, start applying at new places immediately. You got to do it. Get your leverage back, your power. If you don't, you're fucked. Because what's going to happen is your peers, if all of you on your team found out what the new person's making, all of you, so one of you is, it's going to be whoever tries to bail first has the most leverage. You understand me? So there's going to be other people at your job. And if you're not the first one to implement the strategy I just said, then you lost all the leverage and you're waiting for somebody else to do it. Because once the second, third, fourth, fifth girl or guy does that, you're, it ain't going to be shit. You, you don't have any leverage. Leverage is critical in business. Dilly Meme Team, I'll give an example. Dilly Meme Team knows. We had this conversation at the beginning of the year. And I, I was like, hey guys, listen, I believe that we can accomplish more and gain leverage in the marketplace by funneling everything to me as far as like uh, inquiries about our services, right? Or to the website, we've got a couple different options. But the whole objective was, because otherwise people pick you off, constantly dominate your time with favors. And when you're in the world that we're in, it's easy to have really powerful, influential people ask you for favors. But if you all are giving out favors, there is no leverage. So when you, they all funneled, we all understood, funnel it down to Brendan and Brendan will know which people we need to help and which people we need to ignore, didn't I? And here we are 11 months later and you get whatever you want right now and you're working with the greatest campaign probably ever created with the greatest president. And you guys are literally rock stars. But it was all about, we had to funnel it. It was like, hey, here's what we do. We, we aired, everything is narrowed through one, one point because they know I'm a shrewd motherfucker. I'm not going to let them get duped, right? I'm shrewd as fuck. So they knew that. They're like, I just, and then, then what happened is people went, can I have this? And they went, talk to Dilly. Talk to Dilly. That went on for months. Now nobody really gives them shit because they know better. They're like, if you want anything, you're going to ask him because I won't let that happen. So anyway, and that's what we're doing is it's continuing to raise the value. When President Trump gives the Dilly meme team and he has credit for destroying a $100 million campaign, what do you think that does to the value of the Dilly meme team in the marketplace long-term? Leverage, leverage. This is a valuable service we provide. We're doing it 
because we're great Americans and no one's compensated us for doing that. However, perhaps one day there will be compensation and they will have more than earned it. And I don't, no one in their right mind would doubt that, right? So I hope that answered your question. Hey, and also our, our good uh, Dilly 300 member, Jason, is super excited. And uh, he and the devil dog have been chatting. And you know what? Maybe it's the beginning of a friendship. And I appreciate you, Jason. You're a good dude, man. Merry Christmas, brother. Seriously, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Appreciate you doing that. That was a really, that was a beautiful thing. Scott is acting, asking, am I muted on Rumble or is the act app acting up? I don't think anybody um, muted Scott. Did you guys mute Scott on Rumble? His name's Arrow Scott on Rumble. You guys didn't. You guys didn't mute Arrow Scott on Rumble, did you? Is is he muted or is the app misbehaving? Scott's a diehard, so let him back on if he is. Tula Tula will take care of it. She's really good. Tula is is Arrow Scott muted on uh, Rumble? Or is he, is his app acting up? Scott can come off as a little bit trollish. Okay, Tula's checking for us right now, Scott. We'll get you back. I think you, uh... I think he, I think his app is probably acting up, most likely. Because I don't remember him getting booted. <clears throat> Let's see. We'll, we'll find out. She's going to go look for you guys. Yeah, it's A-R-O-E Scott. Yeah, you're not on the band list, bro. It's your app. Thank you, Tula. Uh, Dilly, is there any way to get Agenda 47 pamphlet pamphlets besides mypresident.store? Oh, that's a good fucking question. Does anybody know? I don't think there's... Um... I don't think so. I don't know who else would publish those. Yeah, Bob's barking at the kids. What the fuck this is? Yo, like, I don't, sometimes you guys write me shit that I shouldn't have. I don't know what, I can't be involved in this. I don't know what this is. Stop, I don't want to put you to spam, but stop forwarding your fucking life lease issues with me. I can't, I don't know what that is. I'm not even going to read that. Was Trisha, yeah, you know what, Trev, maybe, I don't know. Trisha, were you making something? 
Maybe maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. I'm trying to keep track of everything. Did Trisha do something for Agenda 47 besides her cards? She Trisha does the Agenda 47 cards. Yeah, Trisha, you should maybe uh, until we get Rob back, maybe you could do something, Trisha. That'd be a good idea. All right, guys, I think I'm done. I want to go enjoy my Friday just like all of you. I appreciate you guys. I'm so excited. Honestly, God bless you guys for, you know, and Jason, thank you for what you did for MAGA Devil Dog. It was really, that was amazing, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. We have a great community here. I appreciate you guys doing that. All right, God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly. And I'll be back on Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful and safe weekend, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>